And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. This is uh, for today. It is Monday, April 16th, 2018. I'm Doug Hagman, Joe Hagman, together with something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. We're coming at you live on YouTube as we ride the beast and uh, Global Star and BTR. Follow us on BTR, please. Click the follow button on our BTR homepage for the Hagman Report, as well as the Doug Hagman Radio Show and the Hagman Daily Show. A lot of news to get into. Big show, big show tonight. Big show tonight. Uh, coming out of the gate, Tracy Beans. What a remarkable citizen uh, investigator journalist. Let me tell you something. She made ripples across the Internet this weekend. Uh, her analysis of the, well, the Office of the Inspector General report and let her talk to you about that. Um, spoke with her today about that. My goodness. Um, incredible, incredible information. I was on the war room basically giving her analysis on the war room with Owen Schroyer. Fantastic, uh, just a fantastic, just, just an incredible, uh, analysis. That's coming first, then Steve Quayle. Uh, along perhaps with Joe Horn, not sure about that. And then, of course, rounding it out with Peter Barry Chowka, as usual. Day 452 of the Donald Trump presidential administration. Of the 452 days, Donald Trump under attack for 334 of those 452 days. Uh, well, by the special counsel, that is, but under attack since... Uh, he declared his candidacy. A lot of information to get into, a lot of things taking place behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. However, the worm is turning right now. I'll say this, beginning this week, I do sense, I do suspect, based on my contacts, information, the if, if we were playing a chess game, you understand there's the, uh, the, 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 the first phase and then the middle part and then the end. Uh, we are now entering the middle part. That's my analysis, and I think I'm pretty consistent with Corsi, Dr. Jerome Corsi, as well as others. Joe, welcome to the program tonight. It is great to be here. Had a great daily show today. We got a great show lined up for you tonight, and a lot of a lot of things going on since we last broadcast on Friday, when the Syrian airstrikes were ongoing. We've had a few days to see how that played out. You, you know, can, can I jump in here real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay, the Syrian. Here's all I want to say about the Syrian. Uh, about what happened, I believe, based on extensive analysis, I, I, I said during my morning show, 14 hours. I had 14 hours of contacts, of conversations, interviews with DC people, with uh, intelligence people. Okay, over the weekend, 11 hours on Saturday, three hours on Sunday. Here's what. Here's my take. President Donald Trump was given two choices, a bad one and a less bad one. Mm-hmm. He took the less bad one. The other, the other part that. of this. Yeah. Okay. The other part of this though, I do believe that these, now this is new and this is going to blow your mind. I believe this attack, these attacks were planned in July. All right. Or last summer. Now I'm going to leave that right there more on that perhaps later. And if you go to Hagman report, just real quick on these, on these yeah. strikes, uh, a few things I put up over the weekend, and I updated the last one to, to repost today. Uh, March 2018, warning of chemical attack 
by the Rebels. This is a YouTube video from March 17, 2018, which Rick Wiles and True News highlighted, where they warned that there was going to be an incident where Rebels were going to either fake or perpetrate a chemical attack on civilians to be blamed in, to be blamed by, on Assad in order for the U.S. to launch airstrikes against Syrian infrastructure. Now, that claim was made on the 17th of March, uh, weeks before this attack happened. And it is uh, eerily similar to exactly what we saw play out. Also, the uh, country of France released an assessment of the attack and in this seven-page assessment offered absolutely no evidence, no proof, other than their own speculation as to why they believe Assad carried out these attacks. And it is just a joke of a document. It's seven pages. You're going to want to go on the website and read it. There's a link at the bottom of the article to directly to that PDF. And I highlight in the article some of the statements that uh, that I found just perplexing, where it says that the only evidence they had is the video by the White Helmets, and from that video they assessed that a chemical uh, attack probably took place, and that most likely if it did, Assad was behind it. That's how vague it is. So One American news network is reporting that uh, on site in Duma that there's no evidence of any chemical attack. Right. They also said that closely. Go ahead. Russia, uh, they're also saying that uh, Russia is, has manipulated the crime scene. So all right. So um, yeah, it's 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 really a cluster. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. All right. Making the headlines this past weekend going viral is uh, is a young lady. I I'll tell you. I give her all of the credit. She is a tenacious researcher. She's one of the best out there, the best of the best. And if, uh, I'll tell you what, if she was on my, if she was investigating any, any, anything about me, I, I would not want her on my tail. That's how good I believe she is. Her name is Tracy Beans. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her on YouTube. Her information, her analysis, her investigative depth is second to none in my view. Folks, you really have to listen to what this young lady has to say and just understand uh, how she has really ripped apart the, uh, gone through the Office of the Inspector General's February 2018 report into McCabe, hidden within the OIG report of McCabe's leak to, to Barrett of the Wall Street Journal. Is this astronomically damning correlation between Loretta Lynch, New York Field Office of the FBI, McCabe, and the NYPD? This is available on her Twitter feed. Follow her on Twitter, Tracy Beans, B-E-A-N-Z, and also sub to her YouTube channel with us right now, Tracy Beans. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thanks so much for that amazing introduction. That's fantastic. Well, you earned every, you earned every word and syllable of that, Tracy. Uh, I'll tell you what, I followed this. I, I actually voted on the, your Twitter feed to, yeah, I wanted to hear what you had to say at night. Um, Saturday night or Sunday night. When was it? Saturday night? Yes, I believe it was Saturday, yes. The days all run together. So I know. (laughs) And then we had a wonderful, marvelous folks discussion this morning, um, just her and I, where I was picking her brain, and she actually was tossing a lot of information. Amazing stuff, just amazing. So, Tracy, what did you do to cause – I mean, what – Explain, uh, if you don't mind your findings. I thought, I think these are incredible. Folks, pay attention to, to, to this. Uh, uh, so start anywhere you like. This was crazy. This was a crazy one, obviously. I've never had, um, a finding do what this one has. This is pretty big, but it was out there for us right in plain sight. I mean, that's the most interesting thing to me is that this was 
there. They didn't have to talk about this. I, I don't understand why they mentioned this name at all, Eric Garner. Um, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm no, I'm no, you know, I'm not a subject matter expert per se on IG reports, but they stay very disciplined into what they're investigating. So they'll, they'll just, you know, even if they find something else, they don't necessarily speak about it in the report they release on what they're originally looking into. And if this is the, the quality and caliber of what we are to see in a few weeks from this invest, inspector general's office, we are in for something because this was, I was so heartened by it. It was so well done, so detailed, so, you know, amazing. But why did they mention that? It was just weird. And I'm like, hmm. So I started looking and I remembered the Eric Prince interview and I remembered, um, you know, I remembered Rudy Giuliani on the media and I put two and two together and I was just like, wow, Eric Prince references this very phone call in his interview with Breitbart. That's crazy. And oh my gosh, Loretta Lynch swapped out the investigative team on the Eric Garner case days before this phone call happened. It was just a light bulb moment that kind of made me kind of even nervous because it was so damning. You know, and, and yeah, I'll just say this for those who are unaware, uh, Eric Garner was the, uh, black man who died at the hands of NYPD on July 17th, 2014 on Staten Island after, um, NYPD officer put a headlock or chokehold on him for about, uh, maybe under 20 seconds. And of course his, uh, crime was, uh, among other things, selling uh, unregistered or untaxed cigarettes on the street. Uh, but, yes, yeah, suddenly, and, and I, I've got to tell you, I, I read the OIG report a couple of times, and I just, I, that thing, it flew right by me. I didn't, I didn't really connect the dots. And, and here you go. Uh, you, you find it right away. And, and, and from this, you connected Lynch, NYPD, obviously connected the dots to Eric Prince, Brought back memories about uh, my in- information from NYPD about the Wiener laptop uh, mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, um, and folks, if you're watching this on YouTube, there is right there uh, Tracy Bean's Twitter feed about this particular uh, situation. So uh, this is explosive stuff. It it really is. The the Eric Prince interview, like I say in the thread, was sort of relegated to conspiracy land, given what what the topics he was speaking about were. Um, you know, everybody, I believed it because you know the source, how it came about, for reasons that you likely were keen to believe it as well. Um, but this, you know, it sort of validates everything else he said in that call because he is obviously telling the truth about the Eric Garner thing, and that sounds unbelievable enough as it is. And um, it's it's hard because, you know, I, I said this earlier, a life was lost in that situation. There's a lot of high tensions about it. It's it's it was it was a horrific um it was used as a sort of a a tool by in my opinion, by the Obama administration to basically sever the country in half and um continue the anti police sentiment and it was a horrible tragedy. Nobody wants anyone to pass away in an in a situation like that. Um but the fact that it was, it appears it was used as leverage to conceal what was found on that laptop and the fact that there was clearly some sort of a battle going on between the NYPD, the New York FBI and the Justice Department at the highest levels for Loretta Lynch to get on that call to me was just like, wow, that's, that's crazy. I mean, if it were about the leaks that were investigated in this IG report, 
then there would be no reason for her to get on the call. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So the fact that they threw the Eric Garner name in there and said that was just like, hmm, very strange. Um, you know, the other thing that really struck me and why my, my antennas were sort of up about that line of thinking at all, the, the blaming, he, you know, McCabe admonishes the New York FBI for leaks, his leaks. Yep. Several times. It's yeah. disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, he leaked um, information and then run back and reprimand other agents because that information was leaked. And, and the other thing that, that, you know, just is disgusting conduct, completely lacking in any sort of integrity whatsoever is that these guys inside of the Justice Department, inside of, you know, their internal investigators were investigating other leaks and then this one came up. So they started investigating this internally separately from the actual IG's office, who were at the time investigating the Peter Strzok, Lisa Page text messages. So McCabe's being questioned by the INSD, I believe it is, inside of the department about this. They think he's a victim. They're like, he says, I have no idea how this happened. I don't know. I talked to a few people about it. Um, it it's a horrible thing that it happened. They make him initial the, um, the article from the Wall Street Journal that was in question. And then they sent him a sworn statement for him to sign, saying, basically, I'm not sure how this happened and all the stuff they were interviewed on. And he ignores it for a month. They send it back to him again, but accidentally send it to someone else. He responds to that email by saying, you have my email address wrong. This is my email address, but never, you know, acknowledges the the statement that's attached to the email. And then when they... When they talk to Lisa Page, and Lisa Page says he told me to leak this to the Wall Street Journal, they go back into his office and say, let's re-question you about this. He he ponies up and tells the truth, and then they're like, we've been poking around in here trying to figure out who leaked this information in your department of, of what's supposed to be like trusted, upstanding individuals looking for who did this, and it was you the entire time. We've spent nights and weekends on this case, and it was you, and he said... Like, they explained it. Like, he looked down and said, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. Like that. Exactly. And, and what you're referring to, what Tracy's referring to, is the larger findings of the Inspector General, the report that was issued, that written in February 2018, released last week, the McCabe leaking and then denying it and then finally fessing up to it. That's what you're referring to in that in that. Uh, the, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And then spun off from that, just to be clear, because we're talking about a couple of different things here. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, no. This is fine. So everyone, everyone understood that. It was very simple. Everyone understood the McCabe lied, period. Lack of candor BS. It's, he, he lied. He lied twice. He lied three times and got caught in it. And of course, um, that's what the IG's report was. And by the way, this is the first drip of many drips of the, uh, from the IG. The entire report, IG's report, I believe is expected in May. So, but, but from that, when you, when you were looking at that document, you saw, wait a minute here. Garner's name, uh, and again, Garner refers to Eric Garner, uh, the man who died in 2014 in, at the hands of, uh, NYPD and how that fits in the, Things and we got a few emails. Uh, what some some uh, listeners uh, need some more clarification on the connection. Okay, with Gardner, right in the case in the DOJ and how that all. Uh, I'll just I'll go, go through ahead. that. I'll just go through that quickly. Sure. Um, if that's a yeah, if you want far me. away. Okay, so basically inside of this, um, while McCabe is on the phone, it, what they call a hastily convened conference call with Loretta Lynch and the director of the New York field office of the FBI. 
in the OIG report, it says that they had a very, you know, kind of heated conversation about the leaks that were coming out of the New York field office and in regards to the case of Eric Garner. And Loretta Lynch, McCabe said, had never used stronger language. So on September 28, 2016, McCabe is made aware of information that they found regarding Hillary Clinton on Anthony's Wiener, Anthony Weiner's laptop in an unrelated sexting case they're investigating. So basically, the NYPD comes across all these emails on uh, Weiner's laptop, and they go to the FBI with the information, and they find a whole bunch of other stuff on there as well. And McCabe, amongst other atrocities, sits on the information for an entire month before there begins to be some unrest within the police department, like, what's going on here? The FBI is like, what's going on here? Um, the agents on staff um, at the NYPD and the FBI, they get restless about what's on the computer and how come it's not being investigated and something's not being done. On October 24th, 2016, uh, Loretta Lynch swaps out the federal investigative team that's looking into the officers who were responsible for the Eric Garner case. And so she takes the team from the federal government that's looking for criminality on the part of these police officers in accidentally killing Eric Garner, and she swaps them out with a new team. And the news reports at that time that it's likely because they're not finding anything in terms of prosecutory, you know, action, and they want they want to bring a case forward against the officers. A Staten Island grand a Staten Island grand jury separately had heard this and failed to indict any of the officers for any crimes. The federal government took over, and this was the investigation that was swapped. You know, she swapped the team out on. It was a heated thing for the New York Police Department, and it was used as kind of like a national beacon of race relations um, and and the police between you know um, black individuals. No small um, matter. Especially no, at that it, time. That's right. Yeah, it was massive. It, it really was. Um, in the OIG report on McCabe's leaks to the Wall Street Journal, it states that on October 26th, which is two days after she swapped this team out, um, McCabe and the New York director of the FBI participate in, again, a hastily convened conference call with Loretta Lynch, who delivers the same message about leaks, but focuses on leaks in the Eric Garner case. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So it's very interesting she'd even be on the call, and it's very interesting that they're admonishing the FBI in New York for leaks, especially if they're supposed to be about the Wall Street Journal article. And later noted in the report, the officers in New York are like, we don't even know the stuff that you, you know, the stuff that leaked. We would have no way of knowing that anyway. Why are you blaming us for it? Yeah, basically um, they're saying, what in the hell are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're clueless. Okay, okay. Yeah, so the same day as that call, the 26th, Rudy Giuliani is on Fox News and all of the MSM floating like some big October surprise that's supposed to come out in the next few days. And so to recap, McCabe and Lynch are admonishing the New York field office about leaks they didn't make while talking about Garner. And two days after that call, Jim Comey sends his letter to Congress announcing that they're reopening the Clinton email investigation. So obviously there's some leverage here, like, the police and the FBI are saying, we know what's on this laptop, and you guys better do something about it. Otherwise, we're going to go public with this stuff. And that's what Eric Prince was basically saying. So we'll get to Eric Prince. On November 1st, McCabe recused himself from anything having to do with anything Clinton. The foundation investigation, the email investigation, any of it. And then Eric Prince goes on the radio. I believe it was the 4th. November 4th, yep. On Breitbart and News, November On 4th. Breitbart News. Yep. This, this is the first appearance that Eric Prince makes in years. He yep. has his own story, um, a, a crazy story. 
So he goes on Breitbart News, and he's talking, he's asked a question about state secrets being stolen by foreign governments. And he says, you know, I want to talk about what's on the Wiener in a separate case, in the Wiener laptop. And in the very beginning of that interview, he says that the blowback they're getting from Maine Justice about, you know, investigating and indicting on what's on that laptop has been so massive. And as a matter of fact, he says, they're using the Eric Garner case as like a blackmailing tool. And he says that. So not even a week after, we now know for fact from the OIG that there was this conversation between Lynch, McCabe, and the FBI in New York where they admit in the OIG report they talk about Eric Garner. We have Eric Prince on an interview saying, the cops told me, a a very well-placed source told me, that they were threatening threatening them with the Eric Garner case should they do anything about this. So everything that follows after that in Eric Prince's interview is now basically valid because he was obviously telling the truth about the Garner case. As source of 1PP, and let me just stop you there just for a second because what we're talking about here, folks, is Loretta Lynch. Um, there's two things There's there's two things going on. Over here, on one side is the NYPD FBI task force going, in to, uh, um, going into uh, Wiener Abedin's home, taking the laptop and other devices, and that's important. It's more than one mm-hmm. device. And uh, the findings from NYPD specifically, as well as some of the FBI agents, of over 650,000 emails, documents, classified information, and repulsive information on Wiener slash Abedin's equipment. The other case is the Eric Garner case, two years pre- previous, uh, that resulted in the death of Eric Garner. That was a civil rights case. Again, mm-hmm. Lynch, Department of Justice, both, both sides. NYPD says we got a, what we found on Wiener, uh, Abedin laptop and the devices, it's, it's incredibly, it's sick stuff. We want this. We're, we're preparing for indictments. Yep. Lynch is saying no. Um, and they're pressing. NYPD's pressing. Remember, then again, folks, I, I reported this back in November. My source, uh, independent of Eric Prince, Eric Prince has got somebody at 1PP. I've got someone somewhere else saying the same thing. Repulsive crap on, on Wiener, um, and, uh, Abedin's laptop. So what Lynch does is basically goes to the NYPD FBI white hats there and says, tell you what, you, talk about what you, you you press forward on this on the wiener abedin stuff we are going to ruin you basically each one of you but the information i've got is the threats were more personal and we're gonna well i'll just leave it at that threats to the family threats to kids so having said that it goes back to the um the Garner case and in the uh, abedin and uh, wiener case so the the, the two cases as you said, she leveraged destroying the, the careers of NYPD officers and families and such. So they did not release the information on the Wiener Hobbiton laptop. certainly appears that that's absolutely okay. exactly what happened, yes. And it's disgusting. It right. really is. Yeah, yeah. I just it be, because it gets confused. Let me tell you, you got to keep a scorecard, and I know that um, your attention to detail is is just incredible. See, but but people are are you know, it's like my goodness, how do we keep up with all this? So I mean, in, in a nutshell, that's that's what it was. But yeah. But but see, the information I got, and this is me saying this, not Tracy. This is me. Information I got at the time was the NYPD was going to release this information from the Huma Abedin um, Anthony Weiner laptop in 
other devices to if 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 the justice was not going to do it they were going to do it independently lynch comes in and this is again these are my words based on my, my source saying essentially you do that your families are toast you can you can find them in the east river and uh and of course eric prince had uh basically said the same thing except not so colorful and that's what uh that's what the oig report suggests the threats that is in general yeah and well, are you in agreement with me, Doug, about why they would even include that in there? Like, does that make sense to you, what I was saying about that? Like, it seems almost like they gave it to us like a crumb. Yeah, yeah. it's, you know, I, I blew through that, and, and I didn't even see it. And it's amazing that, that you were able to, to pick up on that. So, But the short answer is no, not really. Um, the OIG is pretty focused. This would be a tangential issue at best, mm-hmm. you know, but the fact that, the OIG report mentions it. To me, says that boy, they're really looking at other things as well. And this, and the stuff is about the break. The Clinton slash Abedin slash Weiner stuff is is going to be dropped. It sure seems like it. I I feel like um, it, you know, just in in context, this literally was a a. The only reason why the OIG actually ended up investigating McCabe on this leak, this is only about one leak. This is not about anything else, this this report. The only reason why they ended up investigating him on this, they were already investigating putting him under oath and everything on different topics in their main report. But when the INSD inside of the FBI that was doing the investigation internally to figure out who was leaking realized it was McCabe, their boss, who was doing the leaking, they couldn't investigate him anymore. So they had to hand it off to the inspector general, who was already asking him questions about the struck texts. And it's in there, too. They talk about this in the page struck text. It says, looks like they found something other than emails on Wiener's laptop. Looks like he's having a relationship with a minor. In, in so many words. So these are all like, it's all a big web and everything. If you look at the, the rebuttals, like, like McCabe's attorneys came at, you know, came at the IG with all these reasons why, you know, what they were doing wasn't correct and how they were wrong. And they destroy McCabe's attorney with facts and detail. I was like, thank God a government, you know, agency actually doing the right thing with a report. Now they have no prosecutorial power. So it's up to, you know, discretion who does what with it, right? So That's right. they just, they prepare the report, they forward it to the right people, and then those people have to take action on it, which is why it makes me feel really good that there is a U.S. attorney working in tandem with Horowitz on this OIG report in Utah. And, and that would be John Huber. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, and, and he's been working now for a number of months, just disclosed here a month or so, uh, month, month or so ago, and that would expand the, uh, the reach of the IG to those outside or, or, you know, having retired or quit or, um, otherwise moved on from the Department of Justice and FBI. So this is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. and, and Huber can also get into the, the, uh, and Tracy, let me ask you if this is your understanding. Sally Yates had put up a wall. Um, folks understand this. Department of Justice has numerous divisions. One of them is the National Security Division. That was headed up by McCord and Carlin. Uh, I know these names. You're going to forget the names, but if you can, remember the names. Uh, Yates, Sally Yates was the person who said there will be no Inspector General oversight within the National Security Division of the Department of Justice. Mm. Huber 
by coming in working with with uh, uh, Horowitz now kind of circumvents that fictitious wall or that that, that wall that was put up by uh, Yates. Is that? Can you verify that? Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's absolutely right. Yeah, and, and, you know, they're not limited to just current employees anymore either. The U.S. attorney functions just like a special prosecutor would, basically, okay. except they're not independent in the government. So the U.S. attorney can do the same exact thing that a special counsel can. Really, the reason why they'll appoint a special counsel like a Mueller is because they feel like there would be some kind of conflict of interest that would disallow a government attorney. Um, from doing an honest investigation with no conflict. Um, picking Mueller doesn't really make much sense in that context, given where he's been. But um, that's typically why a special prosecutor would be assigned to a case rather than using a U.S. attorney. Just for context, correct me if I'm wrong, there was no U.S. attorney in the Benghazi scandal. There was no U.S. attorney in the Fast and Furious scandal. There was no U.S. attorney assigned to any other of the IG investigations that had come out. So... That's something to kind of be happy about, I guess. Correct, correct, and I, I think that's a, that's a very good, uh, a very good, I don't know, a very good observation, and I think something that we can look at in anticipation of the IG's report that, that will come out with Hoover being or Huber being part of this. So yeah, absolutely. But but folks, the reason I asked Tracy to come on, and I and, and she, what a gracious uh, gift of time that she's given us, is just to to get on your radar her investigative work product, go on her Twitter feed, digest that, and, and really understand what she is saying, and go on and, and listen to her YouTube, watch her YouTube from this past weekend, from Saturday, and subsequent uh, videos as well as previous. But the Twitter thread as well as the YouTube uh, uh, videos. Folks, this is why we asked her to come on, because this is big news. Thank you. What, what a great Sorry book. I went off track. No, you know what? I no, I just I think it's great and I think people need to really because I I'll tell you what, you even uh, caused Preet Bahara mm. to get a little bit defensive. Um I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you can put that a, as a feather in your cap. When I when I saw yeah. that I figured, man, you struck a nerve. So Yeah, and Eric Garner's um Erica Garner, who passed away a few months ago, her account was actually asking questions about it today too. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, it's got it's gone pretty crazy. Well, I'll tell you it's, what. It has to. It's open source information, and it's really important. It really is. So it is. And I would just got to say that that uh, your investigative work product is, is second to none on this and and everything else. And I just thank you for for the gift of uh, for the gift that you've given us uh, f- for all of us. And and folks, please follow Tr- uh, Tracy on Twitter. Read her. Investigative work product as well as the the YouTube the videos subscribe to her channel, and and folks help her out too. Uh, she's independent. She's working for nothing. We're working for all of us. But uh, you know what? We we can't exist on love and kisses and you know. So uh, get behind her financially as well. Is there Thank you. In, in the last minute or so, Tracy, anything else that we you want to alert us to, or we should be paying attention to? Uh, Cohen piece is going to be coming out soon. And um, just thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm, I'm always honored to be with you guys. I love you. Yeah, we, we love you as well. Tracy Beans, thank you so very much. We're out of time. Till next time. All right. Folks, that was Tracy Beans. Uh, what an incredible young lady. And I'm telling you what, 
pay attention to this. Pay attention. If you, you might, you might think, what did I just hear? Because it is admittedly very confusing. It's really confusing. But folks, again, go to Tracy Bean's Twitter feed, read the thread. Uh, in fact, she was, she caused, um, Conservative Treehouse, Sundance, Conservative Treehouse. Go to Conservative Treehouse and, and look at the, the article from Conservative Treehouse because it outlines what she just went through. Uh, all of the details. So fantastic stuff. Yeah, great stuff. And one last thing on President Trump and, and the Michael Cohen raid and Robert Mueller. And if you want more on this, uh, go back and listen to The Daily Show today as I got into this. Listen to what the, the FBI and the federal government is saying about Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen is barely even a lawyer. Michael Cohen is a fraud of a lawyer who works exclusively for President Trump. Federal prosecutors charged Friday. <clears throat> it goes on to say he barely does any legal work for Trump because uh, what they found, that there was no exchanges of emails between Cohen and President Trump, and apparently the president is Cohen's only client. Uh, 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 nope, there was too well today. Right, there was uh, Sean Hannity. Was Sean Hannity. No, he denies. Can you flip and believe this? Well, the judge made uh, Michael Cohen list any other clients. Right, but right. it shouldn't matter if Trump is his only client or not, as I, I don't find it strange as a, a multi-billion dollar real estate tycoon having one or ten lawyers work solely for his interest. They're trying to, to make it look or, or appear as though that he's uh, not really that, an attorney. Right, right. He passed the bar. He has his licenses. Everything is in order. And if he only works for the president, you know, that's the, not a okay. non-issue. But the feds are, are, are really, I mean, he could sue the federal government for what they're, absolutely, the reports they're putting out. And him. I'm going to tell you something, okay? Um, there was one time when Joe and I were working uh, the investigations where one client took up so much time. For six months, mm-hmm. we had one client. And that's that, that's akin to saying, well, you're really not an investigator. Well, no, yeah. one client with, with you know, a thousand cases, okay? It, it's just you can't take on additional clients. But for but for the special counsel to do what they did, and for this Kimbo, what's her name? Kimbo, Kimbo Wood. Kimbo Wood. Um, to do what she did, this judge to rule the way that she ruled, you, uh, look, this is gonna, this is a mess already, but it's gonna be, it's gonna get much worse. And this has, uh, if anything, this has much bigger implications yes, for the attorney-client privilege, and puts even more importance on that uh, attorney-client privilege relationship between Cohen and Trump, specifically that all the legal records that will be seized only pertain to President Trump's dealings and nobody else. So, if anything, it adds to the argument that the uh, attorney-client privilege was violated. Well, in my view, the special counsel in this case is not only out of line, but he's a scumbag. All right, and I say that with all the respect that he is due. He is a scumbag. For those people who think that that Mueller is this this guy with with a great past and a shiny, stellar reputation, no, you got to understand what he's doing here. This is an act of pure desperation. Please understand this. For for the, the the violating the very precepts of the constitutional protections afforded to us under the Bill of Rights just went out the window with one move. And the, yet the the lunatic liberal progressive uh, uh, moral fascists, the fascists on the le- left, are celebrating this. What a bunch of crap! And don't forget, Sidney Powell. Uh, had, had written a book, Licensed to Lie, gets into the, really the damning stuff of the, um, uh, 
of the Justice Department and such and how they operate, of which Mueller was a part. So it's really incredible how things are playing out. Coming up here, Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. We got him? We got him. All right. And, and, and uh, Joe, Joe Horn. Horn. All right. So, folks, we have right now with us Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com and Joe Horn. Together are going to be talking about a number of issues, including but not limited to geoengineering to destroy the growing um, seasons, uh, transhumanism. I mean, you name it, it's it's up. So, without any further ado, let's bring on Steve to introduce Joe, and we'll go from there. Steve, thanks for coming on, brother. All right, Steve, can you hear me? Is this thing on? Yep, I'm okay. Forgive me. There we go. Uh, good evening, Doug. Good evening, Joe. And good evening, uh, the listening audience. It's my pleasure to have Joe Horn on. Joe is the chief operating officer of Skywatch TV. And in my opinion, one of the most talented men I've ever met. So much so, I tried to adopt him away from his dad, Tom, but it didn't work out. Tom needs his son. Uh, Joe is one of the most amazing young men I've ever known. I've known him now for years. And just to give you his background, he's a professional fitness and nutrition specialist specialist he's a certified professional trainer instructor in tv uh, dog behavior in other words he's done a lot of shows on dog behavior expert and you don't want to come up against his trained dogs and he's the best-selling author of the groundbreaking book dead pets don't lie his incredible personal story from the gates of death and back again prompted the special investigation that now resides in the breakthrough new work time bomb. Now, what's interesting about this is Joe has has a personal story to tell, Doug, that should be a warning alert, and it should inform us all the critical nature of why we have to be treating our bodies as the temple of the Holy Ghost because even the evil ones know by the food they are, are producing for us, by the genetic altering uh, water, uh, pollution, uh, all of the high uh, fructose corn syrup, GMO crops. We're going to get to all these things, but with no further ado, by the way, in my opinion, Joe is one of the finest guitarists I've ever seen in my life. I don't say that as flattery. Um, as, a, as a strummer or as a chord player, I always appreciate God that are truly gifted. So um, I'm going to introduce you to what I call Joe of all trades, but probably one of the uh, you know brightest young men I know, and he's obviously younger than me. And let's go. Hey, Joe, nice to have you on. Wow, Steve, where do you go from that kind of an intro? I'm humbled, man. We love you very much. Thank you. Well, Joe, Joe you, I, I got to tell you, Steve, I got to tell you, it, it sounds like we're talking to Tom, doesn't it? It sounds exactly like we're talking to Tom. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, he he has You know, I get that on the phone a lot too. It's it, if you're in person, the EQ is a little different, but over the phone it's it's almost I used to have fun with this when I was a kid. People could call and I could pretend to be my dad and get them to think they're talking to Tom. So I I, I got to tell you, man, I I I I need to see both of you in the same room or other or otherwise I'm feeling like I'm talking to your dad. But all right, Steve, <laughs> uh, t- go ahead and take it away, brother. Take it away. Well, I, I, Joe, you know, obviously you've come through a life and death experience. You're on the re-establishing your body, but let's talk about time bomb. And yeah. you're talking about it in relationship to the ticking time bomb of everything going on in our bodies. And again, you know, the late Derek Prince made one statement as, as bright, knowledgeable, gifted, anointed he was. He said, the, the only regret in the last years of my life is I didn't take better care of my health. So sure. why did you Right, Tom bomb, uh, time bomb. Share it if you would. 
Of course. So part of it comes out of my own personal crises, my personal health crises. Uh, one year ago, just over a year ago, I was laying on an operating table. And it was an operation where I could have lived or could have died. And go in, going into it, I did not have a certain outcome. You talk to the surgeons, there's mathematical probabilities for various outcomes. Uh, I suspected I would pull through. Uh, and, but I only went through with it because I, I, I believed at the time that it was the only way to avert what was ultimately going to end up a surgery uh, inside of my in de uh, digestive tract anyway, only this at least was a planned and scheduled thing, and I'd been kind of indoctrinated to believe that it, it, eventually for people like me it would be unavoidable, and that was my ticking time bomb. Um, of course, th this is something we can unpack as the program goes along, but uh, I had half of my colon removed and I did it under the belief that a chronic disease that I possessed at the time called diverticulosis, which leads to uh, infection known as diverticulitis. Some of your listeners are probably like, yes, I understand this is also something I've been told. That, uh, I was told there is no cure. I was told to take fiber. That was about it. Um, and so as the years went on, backing up way before this, when I was a young man in my late 20s, I started to have symptoms that I couldn't identify. And for, uh, for a guy that was very active and not overweight, there didn't seem to be any explanation for why I suddenly started suffering from things like prostodynia, prostatitis. That's inflammation of the prostate. It creates all kinds of wild pain for guys that have that. Um, diagnoses like pleuritis, pleurisy, inflammation of the lungs. Um, I had a fatty liver tissue that seemed to outpace any, any kind of logic based on my weight. And I had to ask myself what was going on inside my body. And again, um, this, this story, I'm trying to collapse like 17 years in just a few minutes. Um, but, but what was growing inside of my body, the chronic inflammation, the, the onslaught of what would then become a series of autoimmune diseases, um, was ultimately something that, that traditional Western medicine, uh, traditional institutions, uh, could not account for. I was told these are hereditary things, these are genetic things, these are just things that people simply deal with. Um, and, and, you know, in so many words, you need to manage your expectations. A lot of people live like this, um, not given any proper tools. So I tried to battle this, uh, this, this, this continuing escalation of the inflammation, tons and tons of digestive issues. Um, we won't go into the grotesque details, but struggling with uh, my ability to absor absorb food. Um, I did not know at the time that this was, this. And of course, Loretta would know this, Steve. Your wife, by the way, on a quick side note, Loretta is a phenomenal resource. She knows a ton about and she's a licensed nutritionist. She, she is like a guru when it comes to what to eat, how to fuel healing in the body. And had I known a Loretta Quail 15 years ago, I don't think that my story would have turned out uh, like it did. Let me collapse this to say, Steve, that what ultimately, after my surgery coming out of this, um, the, the chronic infections with diverticulitis over and over and over again. And for your listeners that aren't sure what that means, diverticulosis uh, are weak spots in the large intestine. Think of like a balloon with protrusions that are grape size. This allows for food to get stuck in there. It's a deformity of the colon. 
um, the tissue becomes deformed that allows for, for bacteria to hide in there, and then it begins to spread, and then it amounts to an infection. You don't feel this happening until suddenly there's wild gut pain, high fevers, and you end up back in the emergency room where you're often put on things like antibiotics to deal with the infection. But again, over and over and over again, never told at any time, ever told, uh, hey, any of this is reversible with diet. Here are some supplements that would help you. I was once again just told, hey, if you have three of these infections, most people end up having half of their stomach cut out, the large intestine, um, and to take fiber. Again, no, no answers. No, not, not at one time during any of this journey over years and years and years of autoimmune disease, inflammation, terrible pain in, in some of the most sensitive areas that a man can possess, and I'm sure you know what I mean by that, um, the total lethargy, brain fog, inability to think. Um, I've also always kind of struggled with OCD. That got really bad, but zero energy. I didn't know what was happening in my body. I'm just getting tired. I'm just getting more and more worn out, more and more depleted. And again, no answers from traditional Western medicine. And I should say as a side note, I, I'm not here to attack uh, Western doctors. I'm not here to attack their institutions. I'm not here to, to be critical of their surgeons. Um, I think Western medicine is amazing. Um, when you have emergency care, somebody's in a car accident, uh, their ability to, to rescue and save lives. There, there's a lot of really wonderful things that come out of all of our modern equipment and our technology and the physicians that, that save so many lives. But when it comes to autoimmune uh, management, and this really is why I wrote the Time Bomb book. I want to I wanna set this up so that your, your listeners understand that my journey, the Time Bomb book, is not basically just a long story that embellishes my journey as a guy that struggled with autoimmune disease and had this terrible episode where I had half my stomach cut, or my, my intestines come, uh, cut out. Um, it's not just about embellishing my own journey and, uh, you know, a chronological biography. What happened was, as I came out of the surgery and my symptoms got worse, this took several months for me to finally realize that my symptoms not only were not going to improve, but I was actually getting worse. More and more gut pain, less and less ability to digest food, uh, more fatigue, more inflammation, more chest pains. Um, I, I stayed twice in my life overnight at the hospital thinking I was having a heart attack, Steve, where they would run echocardiograms to see if I uh, had had a stroke. I would have so much chest pain, um, acid reflux, J just, just an onslaught of, of disruption basically from the throat uh, down through my core torso, the whole area, just a mess. Um, what I found out was finally through God's divine appointments, a series of them, he finally puts me in touch with some people that thought differently about the healing process, that understood how God has provided with us that the herbs, provided us with the herbs that we need to promote healing in our bodies, and, and began to educate me on the damage that I had been doing as a young man, eating processed foods, and the damage that I'd continued to do after my surgery. And a lot of people think this is where Time Bomb comes in. The first chapter might be a short overview of my, of my story, and it basically brings that part of my story in so that people understand 
uh, a piece of what I've been through, but only so that it serves the purpose of, of being a launching board for what is so much bigger than my stomach, my issues. I've learned, Steve, for example, that battling and putting into, praise God, putting into remission a whole slew of autoimmune diseases that I was told I would never be free of through God's intervention and the, and the, the, the men of God, the, the, the believers and people like Loretta uh, that, that, that make a personal ministry out of counseling and coaching people as to what they're eating, how to read through the label game, I started to realize that it's not just me. It's not just diverticulosis. It's not just uh, digestional issues that, that the world's leading neuroscientists and holistic doctors now link this amazing gut, they call it the gut-brain connection. And it has everything in the world to do with the health of your ability to digest food and how the gut is responsible for estrogen production, testosterone, every hormone that your body needs to heal, to thrive, and to be a man or be a woman is completely under attack by everything we're eating in this country in particular and, and tons and tons of stuff in our environment. Time Bomb is a warning to people, but also a book of hope. It doesn't just bombard you with, uh, you know, chapters and chapters and chapters and chapters of the, of the evil, nefarious side of things without also presenting to you a way out. Clear and easy, understandable steps that take you through the process of when you're shopping, what are the chemicals that, that you want to look for. And let me give you some data. Would it shock you, Steve, if I told you that as we're doing this broadcast, the world's leading holistic doctors and scientists believe that as many as 80% of Americans are carrying their time bomb right now, medical crisis in their bodies, unaware that they'll soon develop their own chronic disease or even prolonged illness. Uh, many of the listeners might even be exhibiting symptoms now, such as fatigue, migraines, brain fog, energy spikes, followed by crashes, digestive issues, hormonal imbalance, constant need for antibiotics, or even premature aging. Or, or maybe it's worse, Steve. Maybe they've had doctors tell them, hey, this is what aging feels like. You need to manage your expectations. This starts to sound awful familiar, doesn't it? Um, it could be worse. Perhaps listeners have been diagnosed already with Crohn's disease, lupus, fibromyalgia, chrono, chronic fatigue syndrome, arthritis, food allergies, irritable bowel syndrome, or one of many other debilitating conditions. But what are the underlying causes? That's what Time Bomb does. That's what it addresses. The underlying causes, Steve, it, it essentially boils down to, to the food genocide. And that is not overstating things. The food genocide that's happening, in particular, in the United States of America. It's everything from the pesticides that we're being bombarded with. It's the chemicals that they're putting in the foods to, to, to preserve them unnaturally long on the shelf. It's the stuff that goes into the number 10 cans. It's the stuff that lines um, the, uh, the plastics that they, that they use to put around our vegetables. Um, very, very little is grown in this country anymore. And what is is often extremely toxic. So even when a person thinks that they're making a really good food option, um, like a salad, like a chef salad, by the time they eat the uh, hormonal-induced chicken that's been carcinogenically treated, um, and the and the you know product of Mexico vegetables that have pesticides all over them, um, their their liver, their kidneys, their pancreas, all of this goes into complete overdrive just just in an emergency response. 
it's it's hardly any different at all than just simply uh, giving yourself an injection of radiation. What happens to the immune system? So I, I don't know where you want to go with this interview. We can talk about how the gut uh, is really the launching place for so many autoimmune diseases. The, the, the good news is, and I really want your listeners to take this away, Steve, if you're out there and you're listening to this broadcast right now and you are struggling in whatever way, you, you, you deal with chronic pain, perhaps you have an autoimmune disease and you've been told uh, that, that you need to just you know, manage your expectations, this is your life, this is what it looks like, I just want to encourage you with all of my heart to seek a different set of voices. I'm talking about uh, people with a holistic care to medicine. I'm talking about naturopathic doctors. I'm talking about homeopathic doctors. I'm talking about uh, chiropractors that also understand herbal uh, application. How to fuel the body in its own course of healing because guess what? So many diseases that they believe are completely incurable or they're hereditary or they're genetic or whatever can be and have been, and millions of Americans that are that are that are following the steps that are in uh, not not just in the book Time Bomb that's one work, but but many of the the Americans that were um, that were out there that that uh, that might even be listening to this program that have already been ahead of some of these works that have, that are applauding this right now. They're saying, "I'm so glad that Hagman and Hagman is doing this program tonight because I too had my Time Bomb, and ten years ago I put it into remission. And thank God there are more more voices out there joining this campaign. This whole idea that that uh, we're, we're hostage, Steve, to so many things we've been indoctrinated to accept, and there's a whole world out there filled with hope um, for people that are looking for it, but you got to look in the right places. So that essentially is what the essence, the motivation behind Time Bomb is. Well, I think one of the important points, Joe, is in John 7:38, Jesus said, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And what we'll address in excitotoxins and stuff like that is that the ganglionic nerve center in your stomach is obviously what feeds the brain. And the reason why the attack on the human genome uh, through the food we eat, through the genetic alteration, of the animals that we eat if we're, if we're uh, you know, uh, carnivores and not vegetarians. But as you said, the thing is, is that the important thing to remember is that uh, these people want you dead. Now, you're very kind and gentle. I'm abrupt in bottom line, okay? Yes, you monitoring. are. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I could take a lesson out of the Steve playbook. Yes, uh, and I'm not saying you should go there, but what I am saying is you, you made uh, mention of naturopaths, you made mention of doctors that are treating the human body in a holistic way. Yeah. I believe, uh, you know, we're up to close to 100 naturopaths, 100 people that have had breakthroughs, uh, men and women, uh, everybody who has been effectively speaking out against vaccinations and uh, giving alternative health, they've been murdered, okay? So who has the most to gain? And I want to make this clear, and then we're going to jump right into uh, the excitotoxins because I think that's critical, okay? The idea is, is that the Illuminous globalist Satanists, and this is not political, Joe. This is practical. Everything we're eating is tainted. God gave us things after that were good that he created. And I have a real simple statement. What God created is good. What man created is suspect. Right. 
I'm sorry if that makes people angry. I'm seeing the families of of the people that have been murdered being uh, coerced and basically threatened to shut up and go away. So when you deal with the FDA and you deal with the USDA and you deal with the uh, you know the American Medical I'm sorry, American Medical Association. The yeah. only word that I can tell you is when they're funded by the federal government and when they're funded by some of the greatest, uh, uh, how would I say, mouthpieces for uh, lessening the world's population, what you experience, and by the way, there are millions of peer, uh, people experiencing leaky gut syndrome, and yeah. I think that, you know, this is what you need to learn with uh, or live with, uh, live with it. Actually, the, the real truth they should be telling you, look, this is going to kill you, but make the best of your existing life. Now, you know, we're, we're talking about neuroscience, and as a man thinking in the heart, so he is, okay? Mm -hmm. And the deal is, is that we're now in a time where everything we breathe, uh, poisoned. Everything we eat, poisoned. Everything that we grow, unless it's grown in a greenhouse from organic seeds, poisoned. The entire attempt to destroy the human genome and to destroy human beings is underway. So let's talk about excitotoxins because I can say this. Now, as people get offended at me when I talk about uh, uh, obesity and, uh, you know, I, and I mean morbidly obese. And, and look, here's what you've got to understand. Drinking diet Coca-Cola or diet whatever the drinks are uh, and, and being, uh, if you will, sweetened with aspartame, you've got to understand that those are excitotoxins. So, Joe, go into the excitotoxin yes. because, in essence, the drugs of choice are, you know, in vending machines, and they are as deadly, maybe not quite as quick, but people do die from drinking diet pop and the excitotoxin. So let's talk about the children that are being affected by the excitotoxins and just what they are and why people who believe that, and I would say this, mind control lie that something that's called diet this or that pop will somehow, you know, make you better. And it's not just, you know, whatever the main diet drinks are, right. they're all basically, uh, I, I noticed, by the way, my good friend Mary Juarez died because she drank uh, one of the soft drinks, diet version, almost five oh, a day, a day you know, so, you know, please, Joe, address uh, excitotoxins. It's it's really terrible. In fact, as I'm as I'm listening to you talk, and you mentioned your friend that you that you lost, um, a friend of mine came to me about a year ago, and she was talking to me about a dear friend of hers that passed away. Now, under the circumstances, they were able to do an autopsy. Um, she 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 passed away with a terminal brain tumor, and she was one that drank, uh, you know, like one to two diet. I won't name the brands a day, but basically a soda pop. And why they revealed these results to, to, to personal friends and family, how she found this out, I'll never know. I've not asked her. It's been so sensitive, I've not wanted to probe. But when she told me this, I just took a mental note. Um, they, they did a, a, a culture on the brain tumor material and found out that it was like 77% aspartame. So th these, these things build up in your body. When you, when you use the restroom, you don't always pass the stuff that you've eaten. Some of this stuff builds up in your body, and in particular the brain. So an excitotoxin is essentially um, an, uh, a non-essential amino acid that stimulates the taste receptors or the taste buds into believing that food has more flavor than it actually has. 
Uh, so after ingestion, the neurons within the brain begin to fire erratically without cause. This, this, Steve, can actually happen six to eight hours after the time that you take uh, a drink of that soda pop. And by the way, it's not just soda pop. It's, it's uh, monosodium glumate. It's in MSG. It's in about 13 other hidden ways that they wrap now artificial sweeteners into MSG so that they can sneak it into your food under the label, quote, natural flavors, unquote, because uh, to, to, guaranteed, uh, to guarantee food market shares, food manufacturers have figured out now that people are avoiding artificial sweeteners. So get this, Steve. They're rewrapping. They're rewrapping language to to read on their on their good for you products, natural flavors, because people oh it's natural. That's got to be good for me. Um, so anything that says natural flavors on the back, by the way, is a quick side note. You need to be leery of it. Um, and the only way with most of the products, Steve, since the FDA uh, has so many uh, toxic chemicals that they list as grass from their website, uh, generally recognized as safe, which is a farce on its face. Um, people almost have to go to the manufacturer's website to find out whether their natural flavorings are actually flavorings are actually natural, or if it's a um, an excitotoxin or an artificial sweetener. Um, so there's a lot of label games going on. But what an excitotoxin does is it stimulates your brain, the pleasure centers of your brain, into believing that the experience is more rewarding than it actually is. And the the uh, the neurons in your brain that that, that are being stimulated fire involuntarily six to eight hours after the time that you've consumed this this toxin uh, and they literally stimulate themselves unto death steve so yes you have millions of them but overtime exposures lead to uh much higher consequences than just digestional issues like lou gehrig's disease alzheimer uh and, and a ton of other diseases that contribute to dementia so if, if, if you're listening, and by the way, this isn't just in POPs. I want, your, I want your listeners to know, if you think you're rewarding your children and you mean to do well, giving them, you know, most of the average children fruit snacks, uh, things like this, uh, they, they're, just, they're just filled with excitotoxins. Um, food dyes, preservatives, multiple sugars, uh, these are all things that have to be uh, t- totally eliminated from the diet. Excitotoxins are also a contributing factor to hormonal disorders and mental illness and violent behaviors. Um, we, we need to get in, by the way, before we run out of time on this program, we need to get into xenoestrogens uh, because I think you'll find that very fascinating. Um, but So not to jump gears, Steve, but I, I just want to throw that out there, xenoestrogens. If you want to talk about... Should, should I just roll on this? Did I answer the disease? Yeah, yeah you think because we're good? I've dealt Excited? with the emasculation of the American male. I've dealt with it as being a plot, plan, and scheme, because obviously you may not have heard that, but let's go to xenoestrogens, because it's really critical. Because, you know, I think it's one of the Old Testament prophets says all the, all the men in the midst of thee are women. And so uh, let's go into xenoestrogen. And by the way, the ingredient list and anything with a box that's, uh, you know, trying to deceive the buying population. You know what I call it, Joe? You're going to love this. What's that? An obituary ingredient list. Oh, my goodness. Boy, that's true. That's okay. I, I, by the way, let's let's throw everybody something hopeful. I, I, I feel like I have to offset the terrible news with some good news. In the book Time Bomb, um, we, we actually break this down so that you don't have to memorize 
In fact, the point is that you're never going to memorize 80,000 different chemicals. So there, take that whole load, take that whole dark cloud, and just pull it off your head. There, there, is, there are a few very simple things that you can do to, to read through a lot of the lion's share that is the label game and avoiding how they've you know, restructured words and used word craft to try to you know, sneak these toxins into you and your children without your knowledge. Um, and it, it, I'll give you one example. So if somebody's listening and they're like, well, what is, what is he talking about? One example, if you, if you flip a product over and you're out grocery shopping, and it's got more than two or three ingredients, and those ingredients aren't something that you can pronounce, more than likely it's a label game. So what that's going to do when you flip something over and you're like, my gosh, this is a long, and I can't even pronounce these words, more than likely it's got a ton of like sodium-based, uh, nitrate-based preservatives, artificial dyes. They're, they're gaming you, and they, they, they are hoping that you assume that the FDA or some benevolent arm of the government is keeping you safe through some kind of a regulatory procedure. Um, and the reality is not. The FDA has a, a, a ton of ingredients that they recognize as safe, that they're completely fine with you ingesting. And the companies out there, uh, since it's not illegal, are going to do whatever is cheap and, and ensures and guarantees market share. So, so, so like with excitotoxins, they're extremely addicting. It doesn't make any difference if you and your children end up with mental disorders, health problems, emotional disorders. It doesn't matter if they end up putting you on a list of people uh, that now need what they think are, are uh, emotional distress meds, you know, mood-altering meds for anti-depression, things like this. Um, but, but we need to get to xenoestrogens because, Steve, honestly, th this is to me one of the most nefarious components to this. Did you know, <clears throat> excuse me, go ahead, are you there? <clears throat> yeah, so, sorry, I got a <clears throat> thing in my throat, I'm sorry. <clears throat> so did you know that men today have testosterone levels only one-third of those that our grandfathers did while they were living in their prime? And of course, I'm, I'm asking that rhetorically because I know that, Steve, you do. But the question is, what has happened? And let me repeat that for those that, that didn't hear that. And by the way, I was a victim of this. Part of my time bomb is that I ended up with devastatingly low testosterone. Okay? Let me unpack this. Over the course of the last three generations in particular, Steve, uh, the testosterone of our men has continued to decline. And so if a person's listening to the program, and they're like, what difference does it make? Who cares? What, what, yeah, I get it. We need our testosterone. But, but really, what difference does it make? Testosterone, if you're a man, has everything in the world to do with your courage, your drive, your sense of being, um, whether you have the energy to get up and, and uh, you know, live well and take care of your family and uh, go get that job and bring food home to put on the table, to play with your kids on Saturday, to be invested in the things in your community. Like everything, everything that a balanced, normal man is, everything that he thinks, testosterone, as much as estrogen for women, how they have, uh, you know, this instinct to mother and nurture. It, it's the difference between men and women. Everything about our identities and our personalities are, are, are essentially just a, a series of genetic traits we've adopted from our parents and then uh, a series of chemicals and hormones that our body is constantly managing. 
So when, when you have three generations in a row now, and it's a significant drop in testosterone, people should start to ask the question, wait a minute, wait a minute, why is this happening? And I want to blame xenoestrogens for a minute. Xenoestrogen are man-made chemicals that mimic estrogen in your body. Now, do you remember a few years ago this whole thing about BPA and so all the plastic? It was all over the news. Plastic companies, they're, hey, we're going BPA-free. Do you remember all that? Absolutely. And, Joe, just because you're much younger than I am, and that's right. a good thing, you know, I started dealing with this 25 years ago in excreted pharmaceuticals. Yes. And the water, you know, the water in the United States municipal water supplies are so filled with birth control residue that is excreted in the urine of females yes. on birth control that, you know, we don't have any longer in this country uh, men that are able to reproduce. Somebody said, we have the lowest sperm counts in the world. And, you know, I said, yeah, we've got ignorant sperm. They can't count. Now, I'm not trying to be cute or clever, although right. I did find that kind of a unique statement only from the standpoint that I've coined the term meow men, okay? Right. And if people think I'm off track or you're off track on this, the mullahs of Islam have said their women's wombs would be the ultimate weapon that conquers the West. So I insist well, and absolutely stand by my statement that the whole estrogenic or xenoestrogenic nature of the war on the male species in America has been number one for population control, number two to take away the fighting men as you uh, basically said everything we are as men that separates us now you've got basically mutagenic children and I've never seen and listen I don't have anything about people that are going bald uh, but I don't think they're supposed to be going bald at the age of 10 or 12 and again that's an estrogenic attack on the manhood and on the reproductive capabilities and primarily of uh, uh, of the you know uh, uh, generation uh, the millennials and even the submillennials the sad part of it is is that I don't think people understand the depopulation agenda which fits into the new world order and I'm not going to go right. there Joe and take away from time bomb but you know what? You write a sequel and say the bomb has gone <laughs> off because technically we are at the point now where we cannot sustain uh, the, if you will, viability of our godly heritage, our children, uh, unless there's divine intervention. So right. th this affects not just us, but the Bible says that children are the heritage of the Lord. No, so they are. In fact, you know, you know this because you've studied things like transhumanism, and you know that uh, you know mice, when they're put into laboratory tests where they're offered genetically modified corn or natural organic corn, they always, always, always choose the natural organic corn. Always. The only time they'll finally succumb to the, to the sheer starvation of the situation and eat the genetically modified corn is just that, when they become so desperate for life itself and they're going to die only under threat of starvation do they eat the genetically modified corn. Now, when they procreate and create a new lineage, their offspring, a lot of the genetic damage isn't super noticeable. It's the third, there's that number again, three, it's the third generation where they really see a huge staggering jump in infertility, in blindness, 
liver disease, all kinds of organ failures, a whole myriad of, of unsustainable attacks to the very thing that, that give life. So now, they procreate and they live much quicker, so their lifespans are easier to track, where uh, the human species takes decades and decades to see another, another generation rise up, and then it takes decades and decades for them to procreate. So I think we look at animals like mice, we might be getting a very good look at what's happening to the human species, only be, being able to do it within our lifetime. So then we ask ourselves, why is disease on the rise? Why is there an unprecedented avalanche of autoimmune disease circling now? Um, Steve, we've not even talked about how, how the gut brings this about, and we should get into leaky gut syndrome. But before we do, let's, let's do um, focus for just a minute on xenoestrogens. Xenoestrogens, so your, your listeners might, okay, I hear the word, but where do they come from? It, it is uh, it, chemicals like BPA, chemicals like uh, phthalates. These are chemicals that are used in the production of many of the plastic products that are used uh, both for things like drinking bottles, but also, man, uh, plastic forks and knives, plastic drinking cups, plastic, you know, steering wheels, plastic um, coffee mugs. Honestly, think about this. Every morning, what, what do most Americans do that, that have kind of, you know, aggregated to this easy system for getting coffee? Now they use these little K-cups. It's, it's these plastics, and what's worse is they dump even more xenoestrogens. They're used in the manufacturing process, uh, and one of the side effects is this xenoestrogens. It's a synthetic estrogen that mimics exactly like uh, when your body produces estrogen, but it's particularly concerning because they often trigger your, uh, even stronger than your own body's estrogen system, so they're more powerful. So a young man, let's say he's in high school, let's say for whatever reason he's he, he's unaware that his testosterone is dropping, and plus a lot of our modern, like you say, if you want to look at maybe some of the more intentional, nefarious angles to this thing, a lot of our pharmaceutical industries now um, recognize lower testosterone levels as being the new norm. So when you go in and you have a blood draw and find out what your testosterone level is, what would be normal for you and I would be extremely low from our great-grandfathers, extremely low, like they'd be concerned about us, low. Um, xenoestrogens, man, they pop up in uh, uh, personal care products. You know, the containers are laced with this. Uh, shampoos, all kinds of stuff in our, in our environment. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so what happens is we're putting it on our body, we're putting it on our skin, we're ingesting it, ingesting it, ingesting it. Every time you run a, a, a plastic cup through the, 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 the washing machine, you're drinking xenoestrogens. Every time you have coffee in the morning with a K-cup, you're drinking xenoestrogens. And you know, Steve, if people aren't sick, if, if men don't feel sick, or they've been conditioned to believe that it's just simply what aging feels like, they may not even know that they need to go get their testosterone checked. I'll give you an example. The state of Massachusetts did a male aging study that started in 1987 and it ended in 05. And what they found was the total testosterone uh, in middle-aged men from 1987 to 1989 was about 501. In 1995 to 1997, that average had dropped to 435. As of 2005, the same demographic had dropped to 391. 
And I'm here to tell you that that, uh, a couple of years back when I was hitting my full medical crisis time bomb, had zero energy in the tank, inability to think, total brain fog, uh, literally felt like they just hadn't found in my body what was going to kill me. Um, I found out that my testosterone was 219, devastatingly low for a man, uh, for a, for for a middle-aged man. But praise God, Steve, eliminating these toxins from my life, getting rid of the xenoestrogens, never ever drinking out of things that are plastic, and avoiding all kinds of topical things, um, deodorants. I've gone to coconut oil-based deodorants. We've we've started to eat um, only clean foods, locally raised chicken. Um, all of that together, here I am two years later and without any kind of, of um, uh, support other than supplementation. So thank God I've not had to do any injections or anything like that yet. Uh, my testosterone as of three months ago is 486, which is, which, is, which is beginning now naturally with just supplements. Things like zinc, um, things like vitamin B to support my adrenals. My body is beginning to repair itself. I, I am... I am sitting here today uh, with with almost 90% of all of these things we opened the program with in remission, and it's because God used Christian men and women of the Lord who understand how to fuel natural healing. Uh, and he put them in my path. They started to educate me about this stuff, and then I've gone on to become a, a fitness nutrition specialist and uh, just some wonderful counsel for, for, from people like Dr. Joshua Vance. Uh, Dr. Matthew Sams, um, Dr. Ralph Umbriaco. These are all contributors to the Time Bomb Project. Uh, we also have a DVD. I don't know if you want to go into a deal. By the way, quick side note, Steve, my dad told me, and he wasn't kidding. He said, you can't go on the Hagman program if you don't have a special deal for them. <laughs> so he no, told me I, I got to come up with a special deal for you. you. Know, had you not, had you not brought that up, I would have brought it up. Okay. Dad, <laughs> and, and Doug, you know this. You know he's given away sometimes. You know, uh, I think he's driving the people in your warehouse crazy sometimes in a good way. But you know, go ahead and share because here's the thing, Joe. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and I want to right. share something. Yes, you please. can tell the change that took place and the total war on the male testosterone or basically the attempt to turn males into androgynes, androgynous, when, you remember the old days, now maybe you're too young, but on the West Coast they had Sparklets Water, that was a specific brand name, but they were all, was in those big five-gallon glass containers, and you uh -huh. had coolers and you put them on the top. Well, it's interesting. Those disappeared so fast with the implementation of plastic. Then you remember, and by the way, it, it's a known fact, this, it, this has everything to do with estrogens, that all the water bottles, whether they're BPA or not, the whole idea in sports water, okay, was right. to introduce xenoestrogens uh, under the guise of, you know, the more you got to go out and get fit, the more water you'll need. And obviously you'll pay a buck and a half, a liter, or whatever the average price is. So it doesn't matter how pure the water or how clear the water when you're storing it in a plastic, and as you know this, if you put the plastic in the sunlight, then it absolutely uh, multiplies the negative right. effect it has on your body, and then the word thaltates. You know, my wife talks to me in terms that she understands and you understand, and all I know this is that, you know, they used to say, 
how do you know the the idea is is that I, I want to say this, Joe. It is the chemical emasculation of the male. Now let me give you this. And I'll turn it right over. That you that's know. right. Here's uh, you know it's it's uh, uh, here's from a military guy I know and he's listening to our show. God bless you, my brother. A year after I got out of the Marine Corps, my test levels, testosterone levels, were so low they couldn't be registered in a blood test. But while I was in, my test levels were through the roof due to the supplements the military provided. So you know, let me say this: you you they want you to be a fighter, hunter, killer in the Marines, and then when you get out, they want to make sure they tune you down. It's just like feeding uh, mm. potassium nitrate, you know, to the military men so they don't have their, uh, what, natural sexual urges. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's why potassium nitrate, KNO3, is not yeah. good. So so what you're saying, Joe, is the testosterone levels have been manipulated for, and I, I'll use this word, you wouldn't be so blunt, I would, nefarious uh, destruction of the American male. And if you know Notice right. on the other side now, you've, you've got Edgar Rice Burroughs, uh, uh, if you will, Rise of the Amazons. And by the way, I won't even mention the name of anyone, but there's a story on Drudge, an island of nothing but women now, a male-free zone. It almost goes back to one of those James Bond movies. So the role reversal that's taking place, and you see it in the military, wanting women to fight. And, you right. know, it, it is a reversal. It is a reversal of God's order. I don't care who that offends, but again, everything that God created for good, the, if you will, the obituary ingredients list is hastening our demise. Go ahead. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, my, <clears throat> I have this thing going on with my allergies where my, my throat is, my dad's doing the same thing. <clears throat> if I talk too much, too fast, and my, the back of my throat starts getting dry out, so forgive me if I keep clearing my throat. No, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, Steve, and let me slow down for a minute. We're talking about the obvious things uh, related to xenoestrogen, like the, the, uh, the testosterone drop in men, but it's not exclusive to men. When a woman consumes uh, xenoestrogens, it throws everything about her thyroid off. A lot of, did you know that the thyroid alone regulates about 58 different disease brands that they put a label on that can be corrected with proper diet and supplementation that otherwise they want to offer you a pharmaceutical intervention for? Uh, it's an incurable disease. That the thyroid, the thyroid alone governs about 58 different ways that they will diagnose you as an incurable uh, autoimmune disease and put you on some kind of a pharmaceutical permanent. That's it. Your life now is this pharmaceutical until it becomes, uh, you know, diminished, and now it requires more because there's a point of diminished returns. We're, we're talking about the obvious stuff, but it's not just exclusive to men. It's women. But it's but it's also our babies. Let's get into some children because I, I want to slow down and talk about the passing of the guard. We we mentioned or I, I skimmed over earlier just briefly about how how excitotoxins and xenoestrogens can play all kinds of roles in our hormones and how our hormones govern everything, man. From whether you can sleep at night because your body's producing enough serotonin to getting up in the morning and your body provides that rush of cortisone that tells your body it's time to get up. Uh, everything about your body requires hormonal balance as governed by the hypothalamus gland. So, so keeping Casper McLeod, I love him. He he talks an awful lot about the power of thought. He's one of the more thoughtful contributors to that whole dialogue. I love Casper. 
uh, and I don't know if you've ever listened to it, man, but he, he has some really good stuff to, to say about the power of thought, the hypothalamus gland, and how uh, that gland has everything in the, do, in the world to do with governing our hormonal systems and e- either deciding that your body's going to prioritize a healing cycle or uh, deploy adrenals and put off what it needs to heal. Um, but we're asking ourselves uh, now the attack that you describe about our uh, testosterone, our hormones coming down, the destruction of what it is to be a man, little babies now, Google this, I'm sure you have, little babies now, they're linking the drop in testosterone before babies are even showing levels that are hard to detect in the first place. The staggering damage to, to, to the development of healthy sperm in young men um, that, that dates back to the, the long, prolonged exposures to the very diapers that they were wearing because the plastics had xenoestrogens covered all over them. We, from the time that, that we put commercial diapers on our babies, we're already stifling the way that they're absorbing their worldview, the way they're developing how they see life, the, the perception that they have on what it is to be male and little girls, what it is to be female. And then we ask ourselves, Steve, why do our young men and women not have the courage to talk about social issues that are affecting both society and the church? Why are they confused about what role they're to play in terms of their gender? It's not a it's not a mystery to me at all. It's not hard at all to believe that maybe some of this is being engineered on purpose but, uh, via nefarious forces that would love to see fewer people moving ahead and for the ones that make it that they're to be depressed or anxious or less of who God created them to be. It's absolutely an attack on our physiology, our biology, what it is to to emerge ourselves in becoming the people that God has ordained us to be. And I've got to tell you something. I want to quote something here. Um, as it regard, let's get back to excitotoxins and 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 talk about how these these excitotoxins, these artificial sweeteners being put in our our kids snacks and our juice boxes and all this stuff. Um, there's a woman named Elizabeth Armstrong of the Christian Science Monitor, and she reports. Well, let me let me premise this because now now I've shifted gears. What do you think the number one demographic of people in this country? Who are, who are most likely candidates for given pharmaceutical interventions uh, for depression, clinically depressed. What do you think the number one age demographic for that? Would you suspect that it's teenagers, maybe middle-aged people? What if I told you that it's less than five years old? is the fastest growing demographic using antidepressants. And, and particularly alarming is that the increasing number of uh, prescriptions are being written without medical doctors, not psychiatrists. Well, uh, listen, it, here's it, the it, thing. Yeah, Joe, here's the thing. I think that, and I want everybody to understand this, everything now that is officially sanctioned is designed to kill you. It's designed to keep you alive. This is my opinion. And it's it's and as a guy that and please just to put it in perspective, I started tracking all the dead doctors, all the epidemiologists, all of the microbiologists, the the world famous one, immunologists, virologists, and basically chemical warfare, biological warfare doctors, and then the deaths seemingly stopped in that world and shifted over to the naturopath. So here's the deal: the children are the heritage of the Lord. That's what God says. 
That's what God's Word says. So the devil has got to destroy in the beginning. If blessed is a firstborn that opens up the womb, then they want, they want them dead. If they don't get them in the womb through abortion and what I would call infanticide and, uh, and interuterine child sacrifice, uh, IUCS, the point is, is that we're now, at, you just explained it, the, everything that a kid, and where do those things come from too? How many vaccinations were you uh, able to uh, track, oh boy. you know, in the average five-year-old? So if parents don't, go ahead. Well, no, I was, I was. It's, it's staggering, and a lot of people when they, when they see these memes floating around on Facebook, they're never sure what to make of them. They're not sure, and, and there, there is some out there that are just trolling. So they'll come up with a meme and they'll link some uh, degenerative disease or something or a cancer to a vaccine, something like that. Um, you know, with Time Bomb, I did not go into a lot of the nefarious activity. I wanted to keep it very hopeful. I wanted to keep it focused on what people can do moving ahead now to start to reverse these things. But I agree with you, Steve, and I, I too, have seen a lot of the same reports. I've seen a lot of the, uh, the, the articles that suggest that holistic doctors now suddenly aren't there anymore. Uh, or they've suicided themselves, um, and I, it's, I, I've got I've got some close uh, friends that have had a lot of dealing with holistic type medicine who have told me privately that they're not super comfortable going out on the airwaves to talk about some of the stuff they believe because they believe it would create an, an imminent threat to themselves and their family. So I, not reaching and being conspiratorial, but, but factual. We see the evidence um, w without even having to look very hard that the, 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 uh, the, the, the offspring that, that, that our gen my generation, Steve, is having now, the, the propensity for disease, early termination, shorter lifespans, um, miscarriages, holy smokes, miscarriages. Uh, getting back to the mice with the infertility increase, I I don't think anybody listening to this program. You have a very smart audience, Doug and Joe. So I I, I suspect that most of them they're not surprised by most of this. Um, but I find it criminal to think that children now, the the tiniest, the least of these amongst us now, are one of the number one targets for changing their personalities, totally altering their dispositions with pharmaceutical interventions. And I I mentioned Elizabeth Armstrong. I can't leave people hanging. She's at the Christian Science Monitor. She reports, while antidepressants and other mood-altering drugs have long been prescribed to adolescents, the fastest-growing group using such medication is children under five. Um, it, it, it's confirmation. Could it be what they're eating? Of course. Um, now, we see a lot of math, too, Steve, that suggests that uh, if... If we ever give the role of diagnosing any one of us, for example, with a mental disorder, be it from food or some other governing thing to do with our diet or uh, some hormonal, uh, something that's being impacted, however they derive their information and decide that, let's say, Joe Horn has a mental disorder, and then if we allow the government to decide what the rights of the mentally ill will be, it, it opens this whole question. Would, would an individual deemed mentally unfit now, and you hear this in the news right now, I'm telling you right now, Steve, this conversation is happening right now. If a person is mentally ill, will they be allowed to vote? Uh, would they have the same rights to a fair and speedy trial? 
uh, is their potential to be placed in care homes or elsewhere against their will go up. And I know that it seems like a stretch, but I recall George Orwell's futuristic fiction, uh, fiction 1984, Big Brother is watching you. Do you remember that, Steve? Oh, absolutely, Joe. I remember, can, I'm, can you I'm see older than you, so... Yeah, being, being able definitely. to determine if the government is ever able to determine without your involvement that you are a mentally fit, unfit person and create legislation around that, how that could immediately begin to erode even more of what we're seeing with our rights um, now. Well, they've done that. They've done that with uh, veterans, you know, that they're making veterans very evil. And so, therefore, they're, divine, they're denying them their Second Amendment rights. Right. Now, I think Oregon and some of the other West Coast states, California, too, that the police can seize weapons without a warrant and without any form of due process just on hearsay or uh, carsay. The difference between hearsay is what someone else says and carsay is that, Hey, you know, that guy seems to be a little odd. And, right. you know, there are veterans that are suffering from PTSD, but I know a whole lot of them that aren't. So, again, let me give this to you and, 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 and integrate this. When I get through saying this, you've got to tell people what the Tom Horn giveaway of okay, the night I'll is, okay? Your dad is like the uh, the quintessential uh, give it all away and drive your shipping <laughs> departments mad. And that's in a good way. And, you know, I love your dad and probably... Uh, Everybody here that's listened to him, and you're sure. fortunate. But boy, you got big feet. You you multitask, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you know, Joe went through a period of time where he was cloudy. I remember talking to him, and 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 by the grace of God, he's pulled back. And that's a hope tonight. Look, you can say, God, f forgive me. I repent of my my eating. I I repent of my uh, you know horrible appetite. I repent of my gluttony. I knew a guy who was a Preacher, 450 pounds. He just passed away less than a year ago. 450 pounds. He's 5'10, okay? And he couldn't walk. He waddled. And his idea of a snack was a Snickers and a cola, okay? Or a, a, a candy bar. Not just Snickers. I'm, and, and, you know, Snickers, by the way, were my favorite. I don't eat them anymore, <laughs> but they were my favorite. But the point is, is that 450 pounds. So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. The good news is that that this issue with Joe Horn and his book Time Bomb is, I would say, a, and I would call this a critical injunction in the uh, attack on everyone's body who's listening to this tonight. It's just like this, okay? It's like I, I was with a friend of mine, and, and he's a smoker, and, he's, he's, he, and, and I love the guy, but the bottom line is, is that he's got metabolic syndrome, and boy, we need to do another show on that. But the point is, is that, or somebody with COPD, emphysema. And I've watched people, an old coin dealer friend of mine used to come by. His first name was Bob. I don't need to give his last name. And he would come by my store, and I watched him go downhill. And he was even on uh, oxygen, and, you know, his nutritional habits were non-existent. Drank uh -huh. a lot. And, and literally, he would smoke with oxygen in his nostrils. So, you know, oh, when you're wow. talking about excitotoxins, you're talking about the part of the brain that basically heroin addiction or any of the addictions, no matter what the addiction, it is the same area of the brain. So tell about the giveaway tonight, because we're going to run out of time. Uh, you know, right, we've only got right. another, oh, I don't know, 26 minutes. So please 
share, uh, you know, your um, offer tonight because, again, I think people need to be aware. And by the way, we can't get to it tonight, but ladies and gentlemen, Joe was one of the first guys to sound the alarm on our uh, on our pets being uh, murdered by food. And, you know, that's a whole different thing. And I know there's a lot of listeners to this, and I love my dog, you know, and, and, and Joe's dogs, but everybody who has a pet should be aware that they are they have been they i'll leave it but they are the ones that are trying to kill our pets go ahead joe okay you cut out there for a minute am i still here you got me yeah you're still here you're good okay okay sorry about that i don't know what happened okay so so my my father tom you know he's he's made this uh reputation around here out of himself as to do this thing where he he reveals a special on the hagman program that's exclusive to the listeners here and uh the 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 listeners i think enjoy that and i think he's got a kick out of it and yes the ladies at times um they 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 banter back and forth uh forth with him as they did me earlier when i told them that i was going to do this <laughs> we hey we love your listeners we love uh the fact that they're excited about uh, a lot of the products that we offer and and uh we we always welcome them to our store it's 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 i promise you it's funny jest it's just the kind of dark satirical jest that goes back and forth in a in a ministry like Skywatch where you need to be able to kind of detox from all the heavy stuff that we research. Um, but but having said all that, there is a special that is exclusive to the Hagman listeners. Um, when you go to the skywatchtvstore.com and you purchase the Time Bomb special offer, let me tell you what's inside that package. It is the Time Bomb book that details the long version of all of the things that we're talking about tonight. But there's also a Time Bomb companion DVD. It's five hours and 37 minutes long. It has special off-the-record interviews with Dr. Ralph Umbriaco, Dr. Matthew Sams, uh, Dr. Joshua Vance, Ali Anderson, my co-author for the Time Bomb book, um, the long version of my testimony with uh, Derek Gilbert and my wife, Catherine Horn. There's just a lot of really cool... Uh, content there, but plus all four weeks of the Time Bomb series that we're playing now on television uh, with the Time Bomb Weekly Challenge. Just a lot of really good information. Um, and then also, the Dead Pets Don't Lie. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did an expose very similar to Time Bomb where we pulled back the curtain on a lot of the big commercial games that go on in terms of labeling. The, the, the labeling games, the nefarious chemicals uh, that, that go into the, the, the pet foods themselves and how this is giving rise to just unprecedented disease, uh, kidney failure in puppies when it, never, it should never happen, um, the generation of the breeds now. We've got breeds that are in serious trouble, Steve, and, and again, this is a whole program that we don't have time to unpack. But if you have a pet out there and you don't know that this is happening, I promise you, you'll be shocked at the revelations in the Dead Pet Don't Lie book. We also have the Dead Pets Don't Lie DVD, companion DVD, and also a final book called Eat This and Live for Kids by Dr. Don Colbert. And that's just a phenomenal book that will bring you up to speed on things that your kids are probably ingesting that they need to avoid and, and some really neat diet tricks that you can utilize to help them get uh, foods that they're going to love. Um, now, that is the deal as it stands. The Time Bomb book, the DVD, Dead Pets Don't Lie, Dead Pets Don't Lie DVD, and Eat This and Live for Kids book. But when you purchase the Time Bomb special offer at skywatchtvstore.com and you mention in the notes 
the Hagman spe- that you heard this on Hagman, you'll receive the two Hagman special bonus items. Uh, with the, the sixth item is Get Fit and Live by Dr. Don Colbert. Uh, and that is an awesome companion book to the Eat This and Live for Kids. And finally, the, the, the final product is, is a beautiful hardback worth $24.99 by itself. Dr. Don Colbert's I Can Do This Diet. And we felt that that was a good match to the package, Steve, because my book, Time Bomb, is actually not a diet book. There's a ton of information in there about how to heal your leaky gut, which is not something we've talked about yet. It it talks about reversing autoimmune disease and all the kinds of ways that you can find help in that arena, but it's not a diet book. So that whole package has a retail value of $143.00. And we're offering it at skywatchtvstore.com for $30. Now, that deal will be available uh, I, you know, for, for a while. If you're listening to this on the archive and you mentioned the Hagman special, it may not be available any longer. So this is kind of a limited time. If this is something you think you want to do, I, I would do it within the next couple of weeks while you're sure to get um, the, the whole package with the Hag, Hagman uh, special bonus items. So, again, the Time Bomb special offer mentioned in the Hagman notes, Excuse me. Mention in the notes that you heard the 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 the, uh, the Hagman program, and you'll get the bonus items. I hope that made sense. Giddy up! Yeah, that that did. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Horner. The, giddy up, folks! Uh, order this. Uh, Joe, can you just share one tidbit? Because sure, we, I, I love I love dogs. I, uh, we're a dog household. We're a dog studio. One tidbit from uh, Dead Pets Don't Lie. Just one tidbit. Would it shock you, Doug, if I told you that all across the United States right now, that in big box stores, I'm not talking about obscure farm stores, I'm talking about in big, major, you shop there every week, more than likely, box stores, that many of the number one top-selling dog foods that are being propagandized as healthy, blue-ribbon food, you're going to win the the golden cup if your dog eats this, blah, 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 breeder's choice and all this kind of thing contain euthanized euthanized cats and dogs and that the chemical that's used to kill in these clinics where the dogs are put down pentobarbital survives the rendering process and that these animals end up recycled back into the very foods that dogs and cats all across the nation are eating right now so in the book that's going to be one quick tidbit how to identify it how to avoid it and that's why I say it's shocking. The, the Dead Pets Don't Lie companion DVD that comes in this package, Doug, actually shows behind-the-scenes pictures of rendering plants where these animals are stacked in heaves. It's not for the weak of stomach. I guarantee you that. Uh, it's kind of brutal. But it is very shocking, and I think that that expose uh, was timely when we put it out and, and matches this package beautifully. Well, I, the reason I said that is we, I have uh, a wall full of uh, listeners' photos with their pets, with their dogs, with their cats. Yes. And and, and uh, I know that that's one uh, soft spot for all of us. So, folks, there it is, 30, 30 bucks. Well, what a deal, uh, Time Bomb special offer. You've got to mention you heard it on Hagman. Do it do it today. I mean, that's an incredible value. Uh, so for your health, the health of your pets, the health of your children, you got to do this. Thank you. That's all I can say is thank you for uh, your generous gift to our listeners, Steve. Well, we appreciate the opportunity. We love you guys. And, again, the the banter that goes back and forth about the deal, <laughs> it is yeah. truly fun. Well, we, we, we love to uh, 
cause a ruckus there in the uh, fulfillment center of Skywatch TV. All right, Steve, uh, back to you, sir. Well, I think that it's critical that people understand that, you know, the the war that is on against us. I want you to understand something about dogs. You know, uh, certain faith systems that are at war with Christianity believe that dogs are evil. So they're doing their best in their plants to make sure that our pets die. Uh, you know, you can just, obviously everybody can uh, read between the lines on that. And again, I'm trying to be kinder and gentler. But the thing that is interesting is a dog is an early warning system. I know this that, you know, if anybody gets within my territorial, uh, what would you say, uh, the area, Joe, where my dog is, I mean, he comes unglued, and I, I love the little guy, and, he, you know, he's a great warning system. I don't think anybody, maybe you dealt with that, but people with dogs, have you ever noticed when uh, uh, the FBI, or not FBI, SWAT teams go to uh, homes where there are dogs, even if they're sitting there wagging their tails, and they're, you know, being cute, they blow them away. And and I can tell you this. I've learned something, ladies and gentlemen. I know certain people that are the cruelest human beings I've ever met, and they started out by torturing animals, okay? And so when I hear of that, I know something. I know that the person that is shooting, and by the way, now they move from animals to shooting harmless kids knocking on the door, not oh, just boy. SWAT teams, but, but everything is turning into a war zone. And, and for the record, you guys, it's critical that the first war zone you have got to get handled. By the way, Joe, uh, my yeah. wife, who is, and, and God bless her, she's an encyclopedia of uh, health stuff. Uh, you know, I've been, I, last time I was at Branson, I weighed close to 192. I'm down to 182. My goal is wow. to be at Branson this year, 175, okay? Right. Uh, that would be a great deal. But I've lost a lot of uh, my weight. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I don't want to be a guy looking like I got a beer belly because I don't drink beer, okay? And, I don't, mm -hmm. and I'm not down on anybody who does. But I think it's critical because, ladies and gentlemen, when you think of prepping, when you think of preparing, when you think of everything that we've got to deal with in the years ahead, you cannot have debilitating diseases that God is giving us the answer for right now. And when God led the children of Israel out of Egypt, the scripture makes it clear, no one went out from, when God called them the wilderness, to the wilderness, they didn't have any diseases, and their shoes didn't wear out. So some of us are allowing the enemy to lie to us, the devil, and to wear out our bodies, and to basically wear us down. And that's what the book of Daniel talks about, that, that the Antichrist will make war on the saints, and he'll wear them out. So what, what I think is important, Joe, one of the most important things in the world of having you on tonight is this is the ultimate prep. You can't have 20 guns in a, in a, a gun cabinet, you know, and, and if you can't barely walk to the mailbox to bring your newspaper in or whatever, you know, without huffing and puffing, uh, you, you don't have much of a fighting chance, you know? And, right. and so what, what I'm trying to say to people is this, is that everything, everything, everything that you basically eat, if it isn't made by God, and I mean that literally, and even the word organic now has been challenged. When Whole Foods first came into right. existence, they made that claim. Now there's all kinds of lawsuits going there. So, you know, I, I really want to thank you because most people don't think of Time Bomb 
Joe Horn's latest book as being the primary prep handbook for your body. And my wife brought that to me. She said, you better get. So, hey, I go to the gym. I'm, I'm, you know, doing what I got to do, and I thank God that, you know, wisdom from my wife is good, and you've got the benefit of hers, and I'm not just praising her, but she really, really has been gifted. I can tell you this, and she's not a medical practitioner. She doesn't practice anything, but she just loves people, and, and she's got such a quick mind that when she, she was does. going to, a, you know, a nutri- nutritional academy, and my wife's, but this is a great story, she doesn't have a chemical chemistry degree, but she picked up something illogical in one of the equations, and they called her from the textbook company and said, how did you pick that error out? Wow. And, and we've had peer reviews, and you know what she said? What's it that? didn't make sense, okay? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the entire uh, uh, industry that is working to have you pay for your own obituary ingredient list is very much alive, and they want you dead. Joe, finish it out. Don't we have about 13 minutes, Doug? Got it. it looks Nine about minutes. 13 from here. Yep. So, so Steve, so what I love about what you're saying is it, it – it, well, first of all, thank you because that that is a that is an endorsement for the time bomb project that that humbles me. I know that you've been researching this stuff for for years and years, and like with xenoestrogens, talking about it long before I uh, even came into the knowledge that it existed and what it's doing to our youth and and what it might be doing to our uh, dispositions and our churches and our personalities and everything else. Um, but at the front of the program, I, I know I kind of hammered everybody with this myriad of things that I had been through, the diagnoses that I got. I, I feel like it would be an unfinished program if I didn't reveal what ultimately, after my surgery, when I got in cahoots with the naturopathic-style doctors, what I, what I was finally diagnosed with, that many Americans, this is the 80% that I quoted at the front of the show, talking about how the world's leading holistic doctors and scientists now believe that as many as 80% of, of Americans, in particular, are walking around with their medical crisis time bomb now is a condition that they have they're probably not aware it's creating the fatigue it's creating the the issues with their hormonal regulations it might even be why they're on medications for things like thyroid hyperthyroid um, Crohn's lupus things like any, any and all uh, autoimmune diseases um, there's a syndrome that that most Western institution healthcare providers, um, traditional uh, um, uh, nurse practitioners, things like this, MDs, they don't recognize this. So if you go to your doctor and you ask them about this, they'll probably tell you that it's not real uh, unless you talk to a holistic neuroscience uh, scientist or a naturopathic, homeopathic, that type of doctor. Um, because they don't have any training in it. They're, they're handbooks that deal with pharmaceutical treatments for disease. They, they don't have any, uh, there's no literature about it. The pharmaceutical companies write a lot of the materials that, that doctors often learn from. They don't recognize this as real. And frankly, um, it is, I think, advancing faster than a lot of those institutions can keep up with. Um, it's called leaky gut syndrome. And I can tell you, as living proof, me and millions of other Americans that have figured this out and have now taken steps to clean up their diet and reverse this, and then seen the dominoing of their autoimmune diseases begin to go into remission, would tell you that if leaky gut syndrome is not real, 
then Western medicine has not provided a better explanation for what this mystery illness is, and the steps to healing your leaky gut are exactly the same as whatever you would need to do to put, ever this, to, to put this mystery disease into remission. So uh, it, it's, I don't want to get into the argument, but let's focus on what it is. When you eat food, you have, let's say, weak stomach acid because it hasn't kept up with all the excitotoxins, the xenoestrogens. You've destroyed your intestines. Maybe you've developed uh, polyps or cysts or, uh, you, you know, they've told you that you have IBS or inflamed bowel disease or any, any one of the digestional-related issues. And I'm, I'm hurrying now because I feel like we're, we're very close here to the marker at the end of the hour. Um, when you put food in your mouth, you swallow it. For a myriad of reasons, your body, your, your stomach is not able to break that food down. So undigested particles of food pass through the inflamed tissue in your intestines, where it then enters the bloodstream, and your body attacks it like it does any other common cold or a food allergy or the flu or whatnot, and your immune system then begins to attack it. So let's say, Steve, that you don't have a strawberry allergy, but you eat a lot of strawberries, and your body begins to have these undigested particles of that strawberry enter in through the lining of the intestines into the bloodstream, and now it recognizes that particle as a foreign invader. It begins, your immune system begins to build a memory to facilitate the attack of that, uh, of that organism, and it begins to develop a sensitivity to that food. You continue to eat that food, not realizing that your immune system is attacking itself and the lining of your intestines as the inflammation continues to spread, and now you have an overactive immune system that's responding to what is eventually a growing list of food sensitivities. Your immune system becomes hyperactive, constantly draining and demanding of the adrenals. When your adrenals are being demanded, now all of a sudden your body does not prioritize things like proper night sleep, heal cycles, proper production of the, the hormones that you need to survive and thrive. So it, it, that's, that's kind of the we are almost out of time explanation, but, but what it is is it's the attacking, the constant demand of your immune system, and it allows for digestive issues, energy spikes, hormonal imbalances, um, and, the, and the onslaught of immune diseases. A lot of people are finding that they're able to put things like lupus, Crohn's, IBS. Um, without disclosing names, I have two individuals who are in my very good friend's circle, one who put her MS into remission in about a year. Now, a lot of this takes time. Uh, if you're struggling with a leaky gut, it can take time. Uh, one of the other side effects can be adult acne, uh, acid reflux. And we were talking earlier about excitotoxins. One of the biggest things that they do, if you drink, let's say, a diet soda, Steve, one of, the, one of the ways that that helps fuel leaky gut syndrome is because uh, the artificial sweeteners are rocket fuel for the H. pylori bacteria in your gut. In order to digest food properly, you need a certain amount of healthy bacteria. This bacteria obviously stays inside of the intestines, you know, like the idea that you have E. coli in your uh, intestines, but if it ever broke through and went into the bloodstream, you'd get very ill. You have a lot of bacteria in your intestines that are needed for breaking down food so that your body can actually extract all the little vitamins and nutrients that it needs. And when you drink or eat 
artificial sweeteners, it, it, it fuels this negative bacteria that's not good for digestion called H. pylori. And that also fuels the constant disruption, the constant inflammation, the inability to digest food properly. Um, a lot of people that are struggling with GERD, and I, and I say this because it is millions of Americans. If you're listening to this program tonight and you're a person who struggles with acid reflux and you're on pump inhibitors like uh, Prilosec and Tagamet, these pump inhibitors have several things that they do long-term that are not good for you. And I don't want to insinuate fear, but it's quite alarming, and I would encourage you very much to take a look at uh, holistic alternatives for things like that. You can take, for example, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. Make sure it's Bragg's organic and not some artificial garbage. Um, with about eight ounces of fluid 30 minutes before a meal, and you'll see a staggering reduction in acid reflux. But H. pylori is another huge contributor to why you can't break down food. And so the thinking is you don't have enough or, or excuse me, that you have too much stomach acid, and that needs to be suppressed with a, with a pump inhibitor. And, uh, and the reality is you don't have enough stomach acid that's potent enough to break the food down. So I, I know that I'm rushed. We, we're about five minutes out, and I want to respectfully no, we're hand about, this back actually, over to you, Doug. Joe, Joe yeah, we're, we, we only have about uh, 45 seconds. We break okay. at the uh, 56. So um, I, th- this has been a fascinating talk, I've got to tell you. Uh, I didn't expect to go here, but thank you for going here. This is absolutely critical for people to understand. And it, what makes it even better is the fact that you – Skywatch TV offering this magnificent package to our listeners for, th- would you say $30? 30? $30, Doug. $30, $30. A value of roughly 150 for 30 Folks, just take advantage of this, please. And, and everything that, uh, uh, Mr. Horn, uh, talked about is available in detail, in depth in that package. Uh, in closing, I just want to say again, a, a huge thank you to you, sir, your dad, and also to Steve, and by extension, Steve, your wife, who is just magnificent in this whole process. Well, blessings, Doug, everybody, and everybody be aware, uh, right now, emergency heads up, uh, Israel is bombing Syria again, and one of my sources just sent me an email, Doug, people have got to be aware of this, is that they're claiming we, the United States, are going to strike Syria again within the week. So be praying, ladies and gentlemen, as your lives and the lives of your children and grandchildren depend on it. Again, Doug, blessings to you. Joe, thank you so much. We'll do another show. And listen, you've just got to learn to talk fast, and you covered it, my friend. You are the most most coherent, fast guy I've ever interviewed. <laughs> thank you. Wow, thank you. Well, uh, thanks to you both. Um, Steve, stevequail.com, Joe Horn from Skywatch TV. Th- thank you so very much, both of you. Uh, wow, what an incredible segment. All right, folks, network break. Going to be right back. Stay where you're at. Hagman Report, of course. It is Monday, April 16th, 2018. You know, Occupy 2018 is coming up this, uh, this weekend, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you haven't registered, it's in Canton, Ohio, by the way. Uh, look, I don't even know if there are any tickets left. Uh, I, I, I don't know, but I know that they've gone quickly. They're going quickly. You've got luminaries there, such as myself. I'm kidding, of course. I'll be there, but luminary, not so much. But uh, definitely luminaries, such as Russ Dizdar, uh, Coach Dave Dobbemeyer, Bill Federer, 
and, and uh, Paul Begley. I mean, for crying out loud, the lineup itself is is just incredible. So, folks, last chance. This is the last. Uh, really, we're we're down to the stretch here. The last just stretch. Just a few days. Left. Yep. And by the way, I'm going to be speaking on the special or the special counsel, the uh, uh, the coup against Donald Trump, the intricacies in that and what we need to do not just the problem but the solution to to really conform with the word occupy because occupy is not a passive word it is an act an an action so uh, i'm looking forward to that and i'm looking forward to meeting all of you at Occupy 2018 Canton, Ohio this weekend. And Joe is excited as well. And, of course, uh, we look forward to meeting all of you there. So please register. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link. It will take you to Occupy 2018. Our next guest, Russ Dizdar, is going to be speaking there. And uh, I, I, I just I love to listen to Russ. Uh, he is one of the most intelligent and one of the most articulate speakers I know, passionate speakers, talking about... Uh, how he can talk about the dark side, yet make it uh, uh, not so uh, not so treacherous for all of us is a gift. Before we get before we bring Russ on, I just want to mention that uh, you know I believe in my heart of hearts, and I've said this so many times before. We've got one of the most intelligent audiences in the in the entire world. Speaking of intelligence. When you look at, for example, your life, things in in life, you look at your finances. I want you to consider something right now. Most families have credit card debt. Most families are paying with credit card debts. Consider that average interest rates on credit card debt. It's about seventeen point. It's about seventeen percent APR. And have you looked at your interest rate lately on credit card debt? If you want to save money by consolidating your credit card debt and lowering your interest rates? No, I think you do. We've got something for you. Remember this, Lightstream, okay? Lightstream, if you go to hagmanreport.com, on the right-hand side, you'll see a you'll see a graphic for lightstream.com slash hagman. You know, I, I my wife has a niece who suffered this incredible divorce. She was left with a, a just a boatload of credit card debt. And she, she had turned to a number of different agencies. Finally, I had, I had spoken to her right about the time Lightstream came on as a sponsor of ours. And she went through the process of applying at Lightstream. And let me tell you, they helped her out immensely. So, what if you could combine your credit card balances into one low fixed monthly payment like Kathy did, my, my wife's niece? Wait no longer. Let me tell you about Lightstream's credit card consolidation loan. Get a credit card consolidation loan with a fixed interest rate as low as 5.49% APR with auto pay. You could save thousands of dollars in interest. Loans from $5,000 to $100,000. No fees. You can choose a funding date. You can receive your money, pay off your other debts, credit card debts, as soon as the same day. You can see the interest rates before you apply. The thing I love about this, it's all visible. It's all online. By the way, it's 5.39% APR with auto pay and radio discount. 
The application, again, is 100% online. Now, this is a division of SunTrust Bank. You can be confident that you're working with one of the nation's largest and strongest financial institutions out there. Sometimes doing this just makes makes absolute sense, and I would urge everyone to check this out because this makes sense. Lightstream offers a, a, a fantastic service for our listeners, and they make it even sweeter. When you apply today and get an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates, the only way for Hagman Report listeners with good credit to get the special interest rate discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Hagman. That's lightstream.com slash Hagman. Allow me to spell it for you here because this is important. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M, lightstream.com slash Hagman. Now, subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.05% auto pay discount, available only when you select auto pay prior to loan funding. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. So visit lightstream.com for important information about limits on Lightstream loans and same-day funding. By the way, it's backed by Rate Beat Program. Lightstream will beat any qualifying interest rate presented by any other lender. Lightstream.com slash Hagman. Go to HagmanReport.com, click on the Lightstream banner, and uh, get started today. Again, be sensible. And I know our audience is extremely intelligent. And uh, this just makes sense. So with that, Joe, I'm going to kick it over to you. All right. We have with us a good friend of the show, longtime friend, Russ Dizdar. And you can hear him right here on Global Star Radio Network just before our show, Ragged Edge Radio and ShatterTheDarkness.net is the website. Russ, it's great to have you back. Hey, good to be back, Joe. Good to see you, Doug. Man, you're you're, you're in your uh, command center there. I, we, I see. I love it. We're almost done with everything. I'm pretty excited about it being down here now. No, this is uh, that's great. Well, it's good to have you on, uh, Russ. We're going to be we're going to be together at the end of this week. I can't wait for this. Uh, what, what are you going to be talking about? Let's start there. I'm just curious. Man, I um, it's like you know, there's you know how many so many topics, so much that needs to be done. Um, I'm actually going back to R1919, the book we're work, working on. We did this in the conference before, where we take one singular verse and we backtrack. So we're going to we're going to take a look at Super Soldiers, um, the future Armageddon, and then we're going to backtrack to the development, and we're going to go into uh, that development today, and 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 uh, we're going to stress the fact that um, no matter what the technological side, the spiritual side, there is no end of days, there is none of this without that supernatural side. So that's vital. It's a dire warning for the world, but for us, we still have an indestructible hope, and uh, we have a lot to do before um, this end of history as we know it uh, comes about you know, yeah and a lot of people get get uh, kind of twisted on the other side of things saying well you know I'm going to be out of here and it's just an interesting uh, dynamic with respect to the different uh, dueling ideologies or philosophies I want to ask you a question specific to the current uh, the, the current phase that we're in I had a conversation over the weekend one of many with a uh, with, with somebody who's pretty well connected to the intelligence world and talking about the time period we're in right now leading up to the 19th and 20th of April. Uh, I know that the, there's QAnon references to 420. Um, 
Yeah, I won't get too far down that road, but uh, we're in some we're in some rocky times right now, aren't we? In terms of the time of year, the dates, and such. Well, it is. I mean, I think there's a lot that we're going to see more and more, like in law enforcement, uh, correlation between you know radical, violent, bloody things and satanic ritual dates, uh, because there's more of them doing it. They're bigger. They're broader. Uh, from Bohemian Grove, I mean, the ones that are really the powerful ones are the ones that nobody has yet seen some of the high places beyond Bohemian Grove. So we've got wall purchase coming up May Day. We have a, a series of rituals uh, that will go on actually from mid-month, like right about now, all the way to the end, uh, culminating in human sacrifice. And Doug and Joe, here's the issue. Uh, 35 years ago, it may have been that there's hundreds of them or thousands worldwide going on. But we're 35 years past that. We now have tens of thousands upon thousands upon thousands who know how to do this. And they must do it. It is the number one way to bring in dark powers to advance the entire agenda. This is vital biblically. This is vital to understand because all, all we basically see is the, we see the physical. We see all the physical going on. But more more and more, we're going to see the demonstrative supernatural side that is guiding the events. They're going to seem really crazy. On an international level, on a local level, uh, there's going to be, you know, and, and a lot of it will center around Israel. Though it's a little bit quiet now, but it's going to all center over there. Um, but the supernatural side of this will begin to be seen more and more. You cannot have it without that. And uh, that's that's going to be a vital thing for all of us, um, depending on how far we go into it. I mean, even if we're out of here really soon, um, we got to remember that the building up towards Armageddon, towards those dates, it's going to take decades, six, seven, eight. You know, you hear me say on, on Saturday, um, I believe uh, that we are eight decades into the final I believe it's like the final time uh, when there was, like in the late 30s and early 40s, there a great initiation that eventually went global. Once it went mm-hmm. global, that's what it's all about. Once it went absolutely out of the region of Europe and went global, but what we see above the surface is one thing. When we step down below the surface of the deep, now that's where we have been for 35, and that's where we've been in your state. <laughs> I can't. This will off air. I'll tell you about this. Um, we're into your state all over the place, and it's all about what occurred there since the early 1950s. It is so vast, but it connects to Australia, to New Zealand, to Canada. Um, the so you know the, the issue of super soldier or master race, Therion, Um This is uh, this is so supernaturally protected from the dark side. That point of view, it's hard to crack into it. Barring God's hand, barring you know, you, you need scripture. Just just razor sharp understanding of biblical prophecy to be lit up. But then, when God does guide for us to go kind of underground, here's what I can say coming from the underground: that it is far more, it's far it's far more organized. It is astoundingly supernaturally powerful. The world has no idea what's coming. Uh, the intelligence agencies can't touch this. They just cannot grasp it. They have no threat analysis for this, none, um, let alone being assimilated when it all comes down. Because it's hell's 
shock and awe that is coming. Uh, there's no new world order. We all, we all know the concept of chaos before new order, but that's by design. That's by you know decades of development. There's no ability for the Antichrist to come out unless he has millions of these super soldiers that will be here. And that's part of the missing part of prophecy over the years. You hear a lot about the Antichrist, maybe a little bit about the false prophet, but the, there is none of this without a vast, multi-continental, supernaturally augmented level, and I believe, at the very least, um, the approaching of hybrid or at least augmented humanity. These these soldiers will be beyond anything human humanity's ever seen, and we've engaged some along the way. And our reports of it now, I, I estimate, on four generations of these since the 50s, worldwide, we, we've we're probably about a 100 million. And um, it's astounding, uh, but it's part of biblical prophecy. Just like God talked about John the Baptist coming before Christ would be here, that's boots on the ground. He came here. He was here. Uh, the prophecy talked about Judas and, and even betraying Christ for 30 pieces of silver. That's all prophecy that became real history. So biblical prophecy is the glimpses into the sequence of satanic evolution into the developments that are coming, and uh, it's 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 uh, it's all coming out into the physical realm. And and here's what here's what you'll you'll see happening. No one's going to be able to stop it. No one wow. on a physical level on a physical level you cannot stop this. The embedding globally of demonic presence, Revelation 12, Revelation 13, is going to be so deeply entrenched, and the interface between the dark side and witting humans is going to be so broad and deep, they will be ready um, for the day that it all begins. And uh, we're just seeing the rumblings. We're seeing the Odin. The, we're seeing the times of sorrow, and that's bad enough. But it, there's n- this, is, this, is where, this is where nobody's going to like this at all, Doug and Joe. <laughs> this is what I'm going to tell you, because from the biblical perspective, there's no possibility of it getting better. It will become uh, extraordinarily worse. Uh, bloody, volatile until until something happens. All of a sudden, white horse, red horse, black horse, pale green horse prophecies. Those those pictorial uh, God gave prophetic content in a picture in a picture bursting out into the scene. So what's predicted is already embedded, and it's near the breaking point. I can mm-hmm. I can tell the listeners this, and I'm gonna kick it over to you, Joe. Um, I, I've had the pleasure, and I I don't know if that's the right word, the opportunity to work with Russ and his team, and just from what I've seen, um, I and, and I've I've only seen a sliver, obviously, of what Russ and his team do, folks. And let me tell you something: they're they're fearless. They go into to places where, I mean, they just I don't even know how to describe it except to say. Just from what I've seen, um, the the depravity, the evil, just that little bit, and it freaks me out to even think about this and to, to see it. I've wit- just what I've witnessed and, and what I know, the human um, trafficking aspect of this, that people say, oh, it doesn't exist, or oh, you're just, you know, it's that pedigate uh, uh, debunked and discredited conspiracy theory. Really? No, no. Because just from what I've seen as an investigator, a small little bit, 
compared to what Russ has seen and what Russ is doing, oh my goodness! All I can say is human. I mean, uh, I, um, one night I've, I I was in near tears after uh, after being with Russ and his team. So intrepid, uh, intrepid warriors for God and uh, for man. But uh, I just want to throw that out there because Joe. You know, it's 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 incredible what uh, what Russ and his team does, and, and uh, to hear him speak about this, and to hear him speak about the larger issues, folks. Uh, Occupy twenty eighteen. That's where you need to be. But uh, uh, as well as his Russ's book, Shattered Darkness Not Dot Net. By the way, is his website. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, Russ, you you mentioned a, a number of interesting things, and uh, I want to talk about this progression of evil manifesting a little bit more because we subtly and not so subtly see how this is manifesting in our world uh, for the last 20, 10 years and just the explosion of it today. But what I want to ask you first, I don't know if you saw that Art Bell passed away over the weekend, uh, coast to coast AM host for several years. And there is one call that many people who uh, have listened to Art Bell are familiar with. And it was a caller about Area 51 and uh, the aliens versus fallen angels it's a historic call because it got taken off the air knocked the the whole radio station down and um, it was a big controversy surrounding it now whether it was real or not it made an excellent uh, claim which talked about this caller frantically said that the aliens or what are called aliens are not who they say they are basically alluding to the fact that they were demonic or Mm -hmm. fallen angels and you, we talk about, we see, uh, and back to the progression of evil manifesting, through things like the political correctness and all these other, uh, you know, I call liberal insanity ideology that we see, from abortions to uh, just this hatred against God. And you said that it's going to get a lot worse. How do we see this playing out until that Antichrist comes? Are we just going to see this anti-Christian, anti-constitutional, anti-conservative, just anti-anything good, continue to grow and grow and grow until it becomes the majority and then we see the the prosecution or persecutions uh, of the christians or do you think something would happen like a world war a conflict that would make those tensions rise instantly well i think based on matthew 24 what jesus said about the rumors of wars rumors that's all a, a part of this right now look at the context number one thing he said don't let anybody deceive you so it begins with spiritual deception and again here's the biblical picture revelation 12 this entire way of hundreds of millions of the entities you're talking about, uh, whether they look, whether they manifest as aliens, Uncle Joe, uh, the Great White Brotherhood, Ascended Masters, or the blood and guts demons of the underground Luciferian, they're all the same. In Scripture, they're called Cosmocrater, Archon, Exousia, Phoneus, Numenikai. So there's different varieties, but they all have the same nature. We've got to understand there's probably hundreds of I don't know, hundreds of millions, billions, I'm not sure how many, but they're grid-mapped around the earth. They're in the air above us down, Um, and the picture is that they had rights since the fall of humanity, but all of biblical prophecy shows that there is no end of days without them. They are the cause. Their progressive manifestation to the world, Revelation 12 says, the goal of that dark side is the assimilation of, of the sum total of the population of the planet. That's that's biblical. That's right there in Revelation 12. Uh, there's going to be, well, counterfeit signs, wonders, uh, false prophets, false teachers of didache daemonoia, teachings, uh, writings inspired by demons. So 
we could all look, and I know you guys have studied this well. I know you have, Joe, going back to the 30s, Alice Bailey, and then further back, you know, Helena Blavatsky's writings, and then many others. The development has been progressive, yes. That's why I call it a, a sequence of satanic evolution. It is by design. It's not random. It's not uh, by chance they're doing this. Satan didn't think this up all of a sudden because biblical prophecy tells us in D Daniel 2,600 years ago, we're already warned about the Antichrist. We're already warned about the final kingdom, the most terrifying, ripping down. God says this, and that it's not going to be. It's not going to come about by the hand of man. It's not going to come down by man's hand. So. It's all going to come in a progressive, it's kind of like a snowball. You pack it, you begin to roll it, and then it gets bigger and bigger and stronger and heavier and faster. Pretty soon nobody can stop it. So I do believe that we're going to see what's underground. I mean, I could talk about the New Age movement and Wiccans and, and ufologists and so forth that anybody could read about and study. But when we step below that, it's more organized, more connected, more spiritually powerful, but they are resisted. There is a restrainer holding things back, 2 Thessalonians 2. So God has total control on this, number one, for the salvation of the most. That's in prophecy, 2 Peter chapter you know, 3. The reason for the seeming slowness or you know, what people would think is a delay of the coming of Christ is he, he's... He's not willing that anybody perish. His patience means salvation. So above the dark side's plot and plan, that will occur. God shows us it's all going to develop. God has a sovereign hand um, that, 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 that brings about the mission. Now, I'm one that believes there may be hundreds of millions salvations like uh, off the charts coming here in the last number of days, uh, but it will spiritually progress you're right about the antagonism, because before the Antichrist comes out, even biblically, he has to be around behind-the-scenes operative. Uh, he's he's got you know that's why I say he's already been born. He's already operative. I believe he is personally. Same with the false prophet. But there's a a moment when the restrainer is removed, and then he comes out. And but but in that moment, that's that's the moment that nobody is aware of. That's the moment that no no intelligence agency has the threat analysis that can handle embedded. Uh, what if a hundred million haddocks are embedded multicontinental? And, and, and Russ, let, let, let's uh, speculate on this a little bit. And I understand exactly what you're saying that no, that there's no intelligence agency or, or group of people, whether shadow or, or working inside a government or otherwise, that. Uh, can prepare for this. Do you think that there are these uh, communications, that there are people embedded in uh, the governments across the world that is going to, uh, kind of like the X-Files, I don't know if you ever watched the X-Files, but they always talked about, sure. you know, this colonization, and you had, they had this uh, shadow group of people working uh, to allow the, the colonization of the planet. Do you think that there's these communications where uh, groups are working to facilitate this, or, or, or do you think it's going to just come and overtake everything? No, I believe that it's been that kind of so-called colonization began with the Nazis uh, back in the late 30s with Lebensborn. The, the dream, straight out of Hell's Kitchen, was uh, to build, and Himmler wanted his goal, spiritually given to him from the dark side, 
was to create 200 million master race, that's what they called them, super soldiers. They called them godmen, like hybrids. Whether we want to believe this, they believed in the occult version of the, of the Aryan, that they could back-breed, spiritually driven and guided, they, and genetically too, they could back-breed and recreate uh, the hybrid or the godmen Aryan. Everybody knows that in history, Joe. That's that's just clear. So when you ask about embedding, here's what, again, Revelation 13 shows. When the Antichrist is unleashed, he's inseparably connected to the, the Ten Kings. That means a global, political, military, you know, it's, it's political, it's military, it's economic, and I believe technological. So here's what I believe. Strong spiritual developments were occurring in the 30s and 40s and so forth regionally. That got kind of squashed, and then all of a sudden it went underground globally for the last 50, 60 years. So I believe, without question, and we've tracked this principle, they have, for just the United States alone, I could talk about Europe, it's worse. In Europe, it's worse. But here in the United States, in every single city, embedded super soldiers program sleepers. Um, they're in every single city. They're in every single state. Uh, they have been placed since the 70s. They've even been placed by design in churches. They're definitely in government, law enforcement, federal, military. That's by design. So I'm saying absolutely yes. When I wrote Black Awakening 10 years ago, I'm here I'm, because I, I was drawn into law enforcement, recruited by a lieutenant, a cor I'm sorry, a corporal that uh, turned out to be a high complex military multiple, and I was recruited by design to be because they wanted to see what I was teaching. That they were already there, so I'm telling you that there is no massive bloody red horse chaos on a global scale, except that they have designed it over years, um, and they have embedded their people. And they're supernaturally and physically protected and guarded for for this for for, for now anyway. Um, a combination of clear scripture and God showing us some of the underground. And as much as we've seen, I, I think we've only seen five ten percent of it. It's vast, Joe and Doug. They're 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 where you live. Where and I've been in your state this last. We got some some. In your state, we're going to see an explosion of the underground. It's going to go public and news, and who knows whether we'll be even around. I don't know what's going to happen because it's crazy. But I, I it's crazy. But yes, Joe, I believe, and it makes me mad. It, it burns my britches. I believe U.S. military has embedded, dark side, programmed, high high level program super soldier types. That are Luciferian oriented, that are that are by, they're controlled by that side. They're they've infiltrated military. They've infiltrated because I've met them. We've engaged. We've done deliverance with them, and that's true in law enforcement. That's true in in all all areas. So let me give again the clarity. These kind of super soldiers are embedded by design. We have to ask that question. Why why are there why are there ten million first generation in the United States? What if, what if even, what if only a third of them? What if just a third of them are intact, and when they're triggered, when they're when they're when they're released in their programming, like Haddock was in Las Vegas, what's going to happen when 
when th when 30,000 are released in the United States all in one week. That's the Red Horse Prophecy, Revelation 12. That'll happen in Europe, in Canada, Australia. It's a global issue. The Bible speaks of a massive global multi-continental collapse so that a hidden regime can eventually rise, Revelation 13, out of the dust, out of the bloodshed. And part of it deals, the embedded ones are there with the, by design, and they have their targets. They have their targets already. They need to eliminate resistors. That's first on the agenda, let alone creating the bloodshed and the anarchy in society. That's, that's the Red Horse Prophecy all over the place. I can call it the Black Awakening, but that's Red Horse Prophecy right in Revelation 6. It's a, it's a global issue. Peace is removed instantly, and then a svadzo, a bloodshed, like a ritualistic slaughtering of hundreds of millions will occur. But in their underground, and I've written this in the Black Awakening, programmed shooters and killers like this, they already know who they're assigned to kill first. I can guarantee you, you won't like this, but I can, I can, I say with all the confidence that I have, um, your targets. All of us that are out in this arena, and I'm not afraid of that. God is God, and 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 so don't 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 let anybody fall into fear. You stand. We've got to stand as never before in history. So filled with the power of God, so fearless in the face of all of this, so ready to unleash witness and our authority in in all the context of this. But this is prophecy. This is real. And just like Judas betrayed Jesus, that prophecy became, you know, um, in you know just totally accurately fulfilled detail-wise. So this, and Jesus said it would be unprecedented. So I'm going to tell you right now, I, I can't see it being less than, than 10 years away, that a all hell is going to be unleashed, and sabotage and... Slaughter in military, in law enforcement, in political world, in church, in all the vulnerable spots, because they have to collapse. They have to collapse the existing system, not destroy it, because they need to assimilate it and let the new system rise. That's pure biblical prophecy, and we need to understand that, and there's urgency for us in the context of it. And, you know, we... I want to ask you this in the last since I've been alive since I've been able to since I've been paying attention to these things it seems like just in the last five years more so than ever we've seen this huge explosion of evil and perversion being accepted and celebrated by society and by our, our culture and even our mainstream media and government and government and now we see the church has fallen into that same acceptance and sometimes even celebration of this and we know throughout history, even in the Bible, talks about the ancients of Israel, uh, you know, who do things in the in the darkness. And we know, even since you know, they've been trying to establish the since the Tower of Babel, they've been trying to establish a gateway to heaven to, to complete this agenda. But this evil that we see and this perversion that we see being promoted more and more each day is growing bolder and bolder each day. And as I said, the churches are now many of them fully accepting of this. Is that Russ an indicator to you? that things are, are, we are in really hot water, or do you believe that we've seen periods like this in the past before, maybe with the Inquisition or, uh, you know, this or that in the past where the church has fallen into accepting sin, or is this different? 
I, I think it's different because regionally it occurred. It occurred regionally. There were some bad times. There were some really bad times in, in, in history, no question about it. But again, history is fallen human history, and you can't even understand the totality of fallen history without the satanic side of it and God's redemptive side of it. Um, there's, a, there's a spiritual, supernatural side to all of the developments, uh, and, and you have to see it that way. But no, I mean, Jesus taught it in Matthew 24, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, in accordance with the work of Satan, it says, counterfeit, it's the Greek word pseudo, signs, wonders, miracles. So this tells us that uh, a, a massive development uh, of the supernatural dark side. Then the next verse says what? And in and it's coming from Satan's working. The Look at the context. Satan is causing a supernatural swelling of deception beyond anything in history. Secondly, it's an intertwined with and in every sort of evil, that means moral decadence. Um, no wonder there's a rise of uh, necrophiliacs and pedophiles, and they can't stop themselves. Uh, and what we're seeing now is because, you know, the pedophiles in their 30s now were the kids of the pedophiles, you know, 20-some years ago. And if there's no intervention, no help for them, it continues. Same with the satanic ritually abused. If nobody intervenes, if they don't get delivered, saved, and brought out of it, here's what we found. In every case, their children will be sexually, ritually used, split, demonized. Then the next generation, if no intervention comes. And so the numbers, I've been on the field full-time for 40 years, believe it or not. I'm 190 years old now. So I've been on the field <laughs> For a long time, I feel I, I feel I feel like forty years. Um, I, I, and I didn't stop when I was twelve. I, I mean, I, I uh, so, but seeing it because we've always been bar witnessing, street witnessing, go to the big Renaissance fairs. I've always been involved in doing all that. But in with the, what we do here now, we've targeted the underground. For I've targeted the underground for over thirty-five years to go purposely to go to that. I've watched as the sheer numbers of sorcerers, magus, um, wizards, the kind of people from Babylon, um, the kind of rituals from Babylon, all of that is exponential. It's just, you know, go back. I, I don't want to estimate 40 years ago, but let's just say worldwide there was a million of these high-powered ritual workers. There's got to be 25 million or more, which means on Walpurgis coming up, Every satanic, richly abused person knows this. Everyone that works with them now, and there's hundreds and hundreds, and thank God for that, all across the United States, um, they know that they're going to go to rituals. Uh, they know that in every single state, every single city, in yours and mine, and everyone watching, and Europe's worse, and England is worse, there's going to be underground, highly supernaturally protected rituals that um, will be the shedding of human blood. Every ritually abused person knows the smell of blood, the sounds, the presence of demons, the crossing over, what those are for. Uh, when we have a million, two million, three million, eight million of those going on at one point, that's a lot of doorways open. And it's all about bringing more of that demonic presence, more of those powers over, they cannot advance without it. 
Just like when we pray for the power of God to come, revivals to strike and come, to advance the kingdom of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, they cannot advance their dominion, the, Satan's agenda, without the power. We get power because of the blood of Jesus and the once-for-all sacrifice and the gift of the Holy Spirit and, and just the, 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 the compelling love of God and the presence of God to go forward. They have to keep doing ritual after rituals after rituals in order to create the doorways to get them here. So the closer, the, the even the closer, like next year, it'll be worse. The year after. So every year, Joe, I've seen it get worse and worse, more and more, darker and darker. So there is an absolute corresponding connection between society's radical, chaotic, moral, dark, anti-Christ, Christian, anti Jewish, um, that's all connected with the rise and propelling and manifestation of the dark side. It's, it goes hand in hand. Russ, I want to ask you this, because we've had several conversations with a number of guests. Sandeo, um, I guess, is the one who talks about this most. Any thoughts on the rise of Saudi Prince Mohammed bin uh, Solomon? And you think there's any relation there to prophecy? Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Stan Dale's work, but for years he had an interest in this guy as somehow being connected to Bible prophecy. And then just recently, over the last year, we saw his rise to power and then the consolidation of, of power. And now he's on the, these you know tours in the U.S. and across the world meeting with the you know, leaders of every industry from e- economics to uh, business to politics at the highest levels of government all across the world. And it, it, there seems to be uh, something there, uh, something that attracts these people to this man. And just, I didn't know if you had any time to look into it or, or had any thoughts about this man in the past, but he seems to be a subject of interest for Standeo. And uh, is it somebody we should be paying attention to? Sure, I, I believe so. I, I do believe, again, based on the prophecy, I don't think we'll be able to definitively say who the Antichrist is right. prior to his unveiling. But we've been we've been given we as believers have been given more profiling on the Antichrist than any other person in Scripture outside of Jesus, and the huge amount of it begins in Daniel. But in the Old Testament, we also have the connection of him being an Assyrian connection. There's no question the rise of the Antichrist will bring an immediate um, the entire Muslim world will be drawn to this individual immediately they may see him as the Savior. So, before the Antichrist, the Apocalypse, what's called the Apocalypse Anthroposonomos in Second Thessalonians 2, before his unveiling, um, I believe that both in Daniel and in Revelation, he's going to be politically connected all over the place. He's going to be operative. He just hasn't been unveiled. He just hasn't been unleashed Um like Jesus, years and years and years, Jesus was everywhere, all around for 30 years. Then all of a sudden, there's the John the Baptist and this whole um, uh, unleashing of him to to the world in that day. So I'm going to say that 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 he fits the possibility of being the Antichrist, um, but we won't know until the you know the the the, the unveiling comes. Um, yeah, we won't know till then. But because of the profiling in Scripture, because of what God gives in Scripture, we can begin to see that you know, because He's going to have to connect 
um, he's going to have to seduce Israel. He's going to have to seduce the Muslim world. He's going to have to appease and connect with the 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 the, the New Age movement, searching for the world Maitreya, searching for the world teacher. Um, he will fit all of that. They will. You got to understand how the spirit of Antichrist embedded in that fallen, lost um, world that's embracing the masquerade. That's just preparation for when the unveiling comes. Uh, just like, we got to remember that he does everything in, in, in counterfeit, in contrast to, to what God's doing. God sent out prophets and prophecies to prepare, you know, to give uh, concerning the coming of Christ the first time. Then you have John the Baptist sent out uh, to do what? He's, he's the, you know, one crying in the wilderness. He's prepared the way of the Lord. So he's making this great preparation to get them ready for the unveiling of Jesus the first time as Savior and Lord. So there's no question that we're going to see that kind of thing in preparation. But the ultimate thing is when Second Thessalonians 2, restrainer is removed. It's katalambano, meaning instantly. All of a sudden, there's they're going to be in the underground, like the Hoover Dam being busted on a global scale. The underground, all that's there, all that's connected, all that they've been developing over decades and decades and decades, will come to the surface and alter human history in the world and and he he could be a player in that yeah there's there he could be a possibility okay i hate throwing names out at you but i had to ask well yeah and you know we we've heard prince william and and others based on lineage and in deception with respect to uh you know your savers been walking among you but uh bloodlines and such but um but but back a little ways and i know you've addressed this before in our program you've addressed this in your book um you talk about this the black awakening obviously the title of your book shadow of the net, of course folks so uh but russ is for the people just just becoming familiar with this the environment or the the situation that you talk about this black awakening will there be or what will be the triggering event if you can identify one or is it a series of events that would cause this chaos this immediate chaos is is there is, will it be definable will it be identifiable this triggering event now here's my opinion uh, well first of all when when we read in second Thessalonians 2 there is a restrainer holding back specifically the Antichrist. He's holding, because everything, the ten nations, everything comes with him being the center. So he is being restrained. This, the, again, the Greek word meaning, when, when the restrainer is removed, meaning instantaneously, bulging at the seams, ready to go, a burst. That's why I think we have, that's connected to Revelation 6. When, when we're, this massive picture, come and see, and then Whitehorse, the Antichrist, has been on conquest. What happens, the moment that occurs, what happens? Red Horse. Peace is removed instantaneously on a global scale, and there's all of a sudden, it doesn't say what, but it says this causes people to svadzo, not for war, svadzo, slaughter like in ritualistic sacrifice. It all begins to just break loose. That's the blood. That's the chaos that moves to the black horse collapse of you know globally the economic and the food chain, which leads to the pale horse. So by the time that's done, it's astounding. But um, I will say this: I've watched as 
programmed and demonized individuals were triggered by a code, triggered by a particular call. It depends on what the programmer created. It's like a key, like a like a lock. Whatever the programmer did to to create that. Now here's here's where I'm going to say that I do believe it's going to be a spiritual activation. Study Revelation 16. Out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the antichrist, out of the mouth of the false prophet, demons go to the king. They go to the kings of the earth, and they supernaturally, on a planetary scale, they're able to draw them collectively at the same time to Jerusalem. So I think that when the antichrist is released, I believe it's already set in place, like like the like the mark of the beast and image. They all know what that is. They know that that. They're going to unleash that. That's their plan. That's their plot. So they, I believe the Antichrist is in charge of releasing a triggering. Could be technological, but I believe inseparably it will be a release spiritual. Uh, and, the, and those in the underground, all the way back in the 90s, have described it that way. They described the Black Awakening or the Red Horse event as a counterfeit to the Pentecost that we know of the Book of Acts. They call it an inverted Pentecost, where the broadest global release of demonic presence activating all these individuals, charging them, in other words, weaponizing them, supernatural powers weaponizing them, unleashing them. The only way to stop them is there's only one way to stop them when they're like that. So I believe it's a, it's whatever, if there's any technological, you know, connection to this, um, I believe that without without question, there is a release of of demonic presence in a targeted sense that will cause be part of the, if not the main cause of the activation collectively. And what's interesting about this, Russ, is uh, you know when we talk about the the programming of individuals, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that there are these individuals as you've encountered and and uh, talk about and expose who have been programmed to be these killers to be. Uh, you know the, these demons and whatnot, um, but I also believe it has to be something. It has to be layered, and it has to be something very deep. I, I guess what I'm saying is, I, I just can't see how it could be. You know, like a, a word, uh, say the words hamburger, and, and you and me are in the car driving around and say, "Hey, Russ, you want a hamburger?" I, I can't see how that would trigger. You know that. So I think it has to be uh, a multi-pronged kind of, of of programming. But either way, uh, it, it's. Um, it's mind-boggling. It's hard to wrap, uh, you know, the the mind around how we yeah. can have so many of these people unknowingly, or even around us, that are are built like this. But I guess it's also uh, a sign of the times. But Russ, let me ask you this: I don't know if you've if you know read any historical commentaries or thoughts about how this would play out before the technological or industrial revolution. But I just I'm curious about what other people have said throughout history from you know. 100 AD to 1800 about what this would look like and if they could even envision what we see today as right. we can see it so clearly how this can play out well just think of think of Armageddon and I'm going you know, I want everybody everybody come on out here to Canton this coming weekend uh, Doug and Joe are going to be there uh, we're going to have a lot of great individuals there there's still a little bit of room left but I'm going to deal with Revelation 19:19 that one verse and I'm going to deal with the ramifications that it actually will happen in human history. It'll actually be the largest military system, the the largest amount of super soldiers, 
And if you look at verse 20 and 21, all of those take the mark of the beast. They worship the image of the beast. They're totally in. They're winnings. They're totally into it. Now, how do they get gathered around Israel and around Jerusalem, and why? Um, again, backing up two chapters, in Revelation 16, God shows us what is going to be the largest triangulated release on a planetary scale of demonic presence. They are, they, they are sent with, with assignment to go to the kings of the earth, those who have already been serving the Antichrist anyway, this is at the end of the seven years. To, and what do they do? They gather, they're gather. they able to gather them. How could you gather? I mean, think in terms of gathering a number of millions of soldiers, the highest technological development of weapons beyond chemical lasers, beyond particle beams, whatever, whatever they're going to use. All of a sudden, they're going to have a rapid gathering into the Middle East Somehow they've calculated, they know the, the timing of the descent of Christ. Armageddon is not nations fighting each other. Revelation 19.19, that gathering, they're going to aim their weapons into the sky, the, the culmination of the satanic agenda, the, the number one reason why he knows his time is short, Christ is coming. So this entire event is to stop the descent of Christ. I think it'll be the most advanced technologies that demonic presence inspired for the last 30, 40 years. I believe that will be, um, it's kind of the interface, the dark side culmination of their presence, along with humans that have interfaced and, and joined up and believed the lies. They're gathering in Jerusalem. It's, it's an astounding concept, but it's all going to lead that way. It's all going to keep moving that way. Uh, so I'm one that believes prophecy is true. I don't have to wait for it to occur. It's already true. I'm going to see God face to face because I'm a believer. The Spirit of God lives in me. and I, The Bible says in that same prophecy, I get to see God face to face. He's going to reach out his hand and wipe away the final tears. And I'll be, we are the new immortal race um, based on the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. That's the gift of God in Christ coming from the immortal God. But on the other side of the fence, yes, the the... What's being developed, the frog in the kettle approach and the, and the incremental, the, 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 the blanketing of the, of the world and deception, the seduction uh, to draw them in, uh, it only gets deeper and, and thicker and stronger and the, the, the satanic current. So if a person's not saved, if they don't know the living Christ right now and have God in them and, and Christ in them, what are they going to do when the dark power is so overwhelming, when the threat of losing your life or taking a mark down the road, uh, what are you going to do? You lose your soul, going to go to hell? Uh, is, that, is that the choice? Uh, that's going to be the choice that millions and millions on a global scale will be forced into. But make the choice now to turn to the living Christ and, and, and know him so that no matter what happens. Here's the news that nobody wants to talk about. We are all going to die someday. It's true. Um, if Jesus doesn't come back for 50 years, I doubt that I'm going to be 120. I, I'm pretty sure I'll be gone too. Art Bell just dies, okay? Uh, we as humans, because of the fall and death is here, uh, without Christ, there's death and a second death coming. That's, that's horrific to think about. With Jesus, his words... 
I am the resurrection and the life. If any man believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. So, with all this factual, true, dire warnings, with all of this, the, the worst of the worst is going to strike as, as the world has never seen it and alter everything. Um, there's indestructible hope in Christ. And there is, there is a way to go out of this world like a brave, brave soldier for Christ, for God. And there's a great work for us to do like you're doing now in, in broadcasting all of this and for those watching you've got to know the Savior now you've got to know the King of Heaven now um, or you lose your soul forever uh, all that we're saying is, 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 is explicitly true and, he, we're, and we're just really touching the surface of a lot of it Russ, i got a listener question for you in the closing moments to, that we have do you see America in Bible prophecy and is it important that it is or is not talked about it's it's barely yeah i mean there's no question that we're because when you talk about world and all that's going to be occurring obviously we're a part of it here's what i can tell you my understanding is going to happen when things will get dirtier and darker and and more anti-christian as each year goes on they're going to fight against things maybe we do have some time right now with the presence there but it's not a political salvation even if God has given us a bubble of time, it's for us to evangelize. It's for us to do things. What else are we going to do? Uh, so I'm just saying that with, with, with all of this, it's going to get worse and worse. And America, I'm going to tell you, will come to a collapse when this Red Horse or Black Awakening event. There will be a collapsing. But here's what I also believe. There's going to be an astounding fight back. Um, there's going to be astounding fight back. Will it be completely seized? In a general sense, yes. Um, in a total sense, annihilation, no. Actually, when Christ returns, we need to take a look at this. Remember that when he returns, he brings judgment to all the nations, but then also a healing to the nations, which includes the United States. Very interesting. That makes me feel a lot better it, it, you know the enormity of this topic is it, it really it, it's it, it's almost beyond my well it is beyond my full comprehension um, it, but, but folks let me just say this if you want to really gain an understanding attend Occupy 2018 and to hear Russ talking about this, and I've we we both Joe and I have heard this before, but with each time that you hear it, it makes much more sense. So, if I'm hearing this correctly right now, I mean we we are in this time. Do I say a flux time or or, or this? Uh, how would you describe the time in which we exist today, right now? It's it's dire for sure. Sure, but. it is, and and and, and again, I, I go back to prophecy because it's it, it measures. I'm I'm I don't like what I see. I hate some of the things I see, but I understand why it's here and and where it's going. I understand why. As believers, we're to be lit up with this biblical prophecy to understand the rest of the world is going to run like around like chickens with its head cut off, and the sky is falling, and they're going to be freaked out and fearful and confused, and what's going on, and why can't they do this? Why can't they stop that? 
We have an answer to say, here's the reason why. There's a spiritual component. We're at the end of the age, but there's a there's an indestructible hope and a Savior that's come. And, 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 and in the context of explaining why the world is in such dire, deadly, bloody, and the, the felt presence of evil um, is, is, is for us to tell the world. And in the context of saying, you're in deep, you know, waters here, dark waters, and the dark side, just like prophecies always said, so we have an answer to give to say, this is why. Look what Jesus said in Matthew 24, deception number one. Look at the nations all going to be scrambling and what they're going to do. Look at the moral wickedness. Look at the earthquakes and the earth changes. And then Jesus says, but this isn't the end. This is the Odin, times of sorrow, the tumultuous, violent, the things that are happening. It's only the precursor to the unprecedented unleashing. So the warning, right? we're right there. We're right there in Matthew 24 at the times of sorrow, the Odin. And we're at the, I believe, we're at the tipping point of, um, and it all comes down to God removing the restrainer. Wow. Uh, everything, I, I believe everything's in place, but when that restrainer, when he is removed, it's the last seven years of human history. The worst. And guys, if we believe the Bible, probably 2.5 to 3 billion people will die in, in less than seven years. The earth will be on fire, one-third of the earth. Wormwood, the abyss being opened. Why do we have this if we don't, if, it, if it's, why do we, why did God give us this if we're not going to calculate like the prophets did and look at things and warn the world and realize these events really are going to happen? Um, either we believe it and live it, and including living the joy and the victory that is in Jesus, uh, or, or, or like some of the, I, I believe it's a dereliction if we don't have this. See, I, see, I believe this, Doug and Joe, prophecy is God's intel. Just like intelligence agencies, they accumulate intelligence. This is the intelligence, this is the intel that God has given in advance that will not be altered. We have warning, we have dire warning, we have threat analysis. Uh, and in the context of that, we have an un, undisputed, un, uh, indefeatable hope in Jesus. Amen, amen to that. Wow, this was absolutely an incredibly insightful segment, Russ. Um, I, I just, I, I can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough. We are going to be with you, of course, Occupy 2018 this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You're going to, of course, be talking about this much more in detail. Um, uh, thank you. Wow. Um, in context, in context, it, it, um, it's both frightening and encouraging at the same time, if that makes sense, because we've, we've got the keys. And, and I love that prophecy is God's intel. That's what we need to, to really understand and pay attention to. Mm-hmm. 